0: Alright, I think we can officially just start. Let's just jump into it. Hey everybody, welcome back to episode 2. First off, I want to give a quick shout out and thank you to every single person that watched episode 1. Uh, I don't know if you've been keeping up with uh, the views and stuff on that video, but it hit a thousand subscribers. A uh, thousand subscribers, my god, I often wish. <laughs> no, nah, it hit a thousand views, dude. It hasn't even been a week yet. Yeah, I peeped um,
1: like almost 1,300 or something like that. It's pretty good yeah um especially for like a first video type thing for that uh, podcast stuff
0: and for anybody who didn't see it on twitter um sorry to rain on the parade but i really did try to get the audio on like spotify and other platforms but i'm just gonna quickly explain why i couldn't do it and then we can move on to happier topics now the first thing i want to just touch on real quick is that the podcast distros are just so expensive they're unreasonably expensive right because in my head i don't know if you thought this but in my head i'm like yeah if it's spotify it's fucking huge or it's apple Podcasts, it's fucking huge there should just be a giant upload button like on youtube like it's not like they don't have the server space so theoretically all i do is the same shit i do with youtube i just upload it add a title and then i call it a day right but that's not the mm. fucking case
1: yeah I would have thought so as well. I didn't know you had to, like, um, like it was, like, there, there's an upfront cost to uploading on Spotify. Yeah, so um,
0: the way you, the way it's supposed to be done for anybody that didn't know was that you have to go to a podcast mm-hmm. distribution service and you have to upload it there. You have to upload all the audio metadata over there and then you have to link the RSS feed, which is basically, like, the metadata, over to these mm-hmm. uh, distribution platforms. So you have to go through a middleman to upload a podcast.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't got you. Why? It that seems that's, that's it. Seems like a lot of extra steps for something that should be much easier. But I don't know.
0: I'm... And I, Whatever. dude, you it think right? Work for them, I guess like it's audio. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't realize, <sighs> dude. It's like the most dumb, unuser friendly bull crap I've ever seen a platform do. It, like the only thing, it makes me. Um, it actually makes me think of this one thing. So, do you know what A-B testing is?
1: Yeah. I know it mostly in the context of, like, thumbnails. Yeah. But, yeah, I know what for, A-B for,
0: for thumbnails. I'm, um, like, specifically. Okay, but yeah. So, for uh, a place like YouTube, you'd think that they'd want to make their own, like, free, in-service A-B thumbnails, right? Because, obviously, that promotes engagement if people are clicking and staying on a video. But... Yeah. You know that they're coming at it from a perspective of, oh, yeah, if people... Know how to make the correct thumbnails or whatever thumbnail works, they're just gonna fucking spam that shit. And I'm like, well, see, I get that argument, but didn't you design your algorithm to take every metric into account, supposedly? It, yeah, it,
1: I mean, it's not like people don't spam thumbnails that work for them, anyways. Like, mm-hmm. uh, so I don't I, know.
0: So I'd rather everybody gets it so that way the videos that do slap, like mine, for example are automatically retrofitted with like the best thumbnail i could possibly make dude
1: i feel that um i I get that i mean it's a little bit you have to brute force it a little bit but you can kinda ish do a b testing i guess like you gotta i don't know it's whatever it's i kind of just accepted it as to be the case with youtube and just keep it pushing but it would definitely help creators a lot i think if it just had built-in a b testing
0: yeah, I guess I like, I know this is such a salty start to what was initially a very sweet greeting on my end, but all right, let's talk about something happier. First off, how was your trip to Anime NYC?
1: Pretty dope. Um, I would say as a as a first um experience for both like a convention and New York, I would say it was pretty cool. Wait, um,
0: you've never been to either before?
1: Nope, never been to a con or like uh or or NYC.
0: Yo, that's wild. I've never you been saw. to um, the first to experience
1: con. of both of those. And I would say it was a pretty cool one.
0: I was so salty that I didn't get to go to Anime NYC aside from, you know, you not being there. Aside from, you know, not being able to meet you in person. Obviously, that's my, you know, big wish in life. But <laughs> did you see that fucking Mark Phillips was there?
1: Yeah, I saw that. It was cool. It was uh, it was pretty dope. You saw um, you saw him in person? Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like a personal greeting thing. But yeah, I did. I did see him. Um kind of like it was kind of like a passing type thing you know big group of people a bunch of people know him obviously um so it wasn't like a, a one-on-one thing but it was pretty cool um you know yeah. seeing him from a distance i guess yeah
0: must have been must have been pretty fucking cool <laughs> anyway so i wanted to get into uh, a few things this week let me just pull it up right here is there anything else you want to talk about with your trip? Like, how was your flight and everything?
1: I mean, it was cool. It's about as good as you can expect a flight to be. It wasn't really, like, any—it wasn't particularly bad, particularly good. I mean, it's uncomfortable sometimes just because, like, I'm not, like, super-duper tall, but I have, like, kind of long legs, so it's not necessarily the most comfortable thing to get on flights, but it's—you know, can't really complain because it's not much worse than any other flight has ever been, so, you know, it is what it is.
0: <sighs> flights. Not Shit. a big fan? No, I'm not. I'm not a big fan of a giant metal cylinder flying in the sky at a couple thousand miles an hour, dude. It is so bizarre to me that people just like get on those things with a straight face because you know that you're you're sitting ducks up there, right? Like if your bus crashes or something, right? You and presuming the doors aren't like stuck and it's upright, you can just get the fuck out, walk three blocks away, you're you're out of the danger zone for all intents and purposes, right? But on like a, on a boat or like in the sky. You're sitting ducks. That's mm-hmm. it. You're, you're at the mercy of the weather and God.
1: Sure. Fair enough. But let me ask you this question. You you ride subways, right? <sighs>
0: Unfortunately.
1: You can't walk away from that. That crashes, you're stuck underground. And also, funnily enough, I'm pretty sure airplanes have like lower like crash or death rates than cars do. Like then like than like ground vehicles.
0: So you don't get vertigo or anything from just the fact that you're so high up there?
1: Not really. I mean, I don't really care. Um,
0: oh, it's just a flying bus that's what you see
1: yeah just a flying bus i mean it's not much to me it's not much crazier than like um than than a like a a tin box um that that is able to travel at 100 miles an hour right i mean
0: i can understand the efficiency of it but damn is it terrifying and the, the preamble doesn't help either right they don't put their hands up your butt to get on a fucking bus. Yeah,
1: I mean, that's true. Yeah, but...
0: We gotta do the we gotta do the kiss test because some terrorists put some bomb fluid on their lips or something, so now every TSA agent's gonna make a... up. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you just know that some, like, Wonder Bread motherfucker is just like, well, if that's the law... <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not a fan of TSA, but, like, it, it's... Whatever. It's a part of the process. I just kind of... Accept it as as part of the process and keep it moving. Not really.
0: Bro, you sound so tired. I'm
1: not so much tired. It's just, like, talking about, like, planes. And, like, I'm like, damn. Uh, I think what's happening is I'm getting flashbacks to when I was on the plane. And that's what's making me tired. (laughs) There was something exciting or something interesting. I was like, like, what what chapters came out this week? Let's talk about those.
0: Fuck, that was a good segue. Damn it. Ugh. (laughs) All right, so listen. Before we even get into the chapter reviews, I want—I want to flip the script a little bit here. I want to start with My Hero Academia.
2: Okay.
0: Okay. Here's my beef, man. I saw your little uh, discourse around the My Hero Academia chapter this week with the end of the Stars and Stripes mini arc. Sure. Hey yo, you just gonna sit there and give it a six out of ten with a straight face?
1: Well, you think I should have given it lower?
0: You're so funny, bro. You should do stand up. Write write a tight five. We'll get you to the comedy club.
1: I'm I'm not I'm not joking, bro. Like here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's a six out of ten. It's a five out of ten if I'm grumpy that day. So like it kind of kind of ranges. All right. I want um,
0: an, I want an explanation. No.
1: Sure. No, Ronan. I um,
0: demand an explanation.
1: Sure, sure, sure. So I'll give you and the audience that's watching an explanation. Stars and Stripes is not really that cool outside of her quirk in some parts of her personality. Like, let me okay, let me put it like this, right? Why? Okay, she is portrayed or kind of like stated to be the strongest character in like the series, or at least one of them, right? Mm -hmm. Strongest hero in America is a super strong quirk. That's cool. Right? So we're supposed to respect her. Um, She's supposed to be built up to be super strong, right? But that build-up quite literally starts and ends over the span of, what, five or less chapters? Hell yeah, dude. So you're telling me me that in the span of five or less chapters, I'm supposed to thoroughly believe that Stars and Stripes is super strong and really respect that strength? It didn't happen for me. I'm then supposed to be entertained and engaged in Stars and Stripes well-being in this fight versus Shigaraki, a character that has been in the series basically since the beginning didn't happen. Then I'm supposed to convincingly believe that stars and Stripes, someone who is exceedingly much more powerful than Shigaraki here, or at least her quirk is very broken, right? You can say obviously Shigaraki once, you can say he's more powerful, blah blah blah. Um you know, and then and then I'm supposed to see that threat fall. And then I'm supposed to care about that threat falling because it was built up. None of those things were executed well for me, right? Stars and stripes isn't like a horrible character. But she is a mediocre plot device to me. Like, it's clear that if Horikoshi built Stars and Stripes up, that he built All Might up. Maybe even in the back. She she doesn't have to be as prominent as All Might. That's not really a reasonable thing to desire. But if she was a built-up prominent figure in the background, right? Slowly hyped up or, you know, kind of like how All Might is via statements and lore. I'd respect her character and her power a lot more, right? It'd be like... Let me put it like this, right? So, obviously, we talk about the recent JJK stuff so I'm gonna I'm gonna make a JJK analogy right mm-hmm. so do you think Gojo sealing would be nearly as important or cool if Gojo showed up in Shibuya and then got sealed
0: okay but that's not the same because Gojo's is, closer it's
1: the powerhouse of the verse okay hold on hold a on. super strong enemy and they fight. okay taken out of the no triad.
0: all might is the powerhouse of the verse Deku that's is the debatable. powerhouse of the verse
1: Dude, Dek- Deku would get bodied by stars and stripes right now I think Stars and Stripes would bully Deku, and Stars and Stripes arguably could bully All Might. Let me put it like this. If Stars and Stripes started the fight with the air doesn't exist 100 feet in front of me, All Might dies. Like, the only reason Shigaraki lives is because he has a regenerative a regenerative quirk, right?
0: You know, the. Uh, see, here's the thing. I'm not coming at it from a defense of this is a 10 out of 10 or anything. But by no means mm-hmm. is, is the Stars and Stripes arc a 10 out of 10. But if I had to, like, give it my own rating, for example... I'd say it's about mm-hmm. a 7 or an 8.
1: because I mean, I'm not I'm not mad at the rating, for sure.
0: Right, but, like, I think I come at it... Fuck, okay, I want to talk about this later in the podcast, but I want to talk mm-hmm. to you about the... It's kind of like a follow-up to our objective-subjective thing, but but in a very mm-hmm. limited way. I want to ask you about a 10 rating system, and specifically, I want to ask you about the 7 out of 10 slot, because that's, like, by mm-hmm. far the most controversial slot, I think. Gotcha. So uh, um, I'll just make a note of that. We'll discuss it after
1: we get get yeah. the chapters, or are we getting into that now?
0: Yeah, after the chapters. So gotcha. uh, with the Stars and Stripes thing, right, I, I'm coming at it from like a positive 7 out of 10 rather than a negative one, because mm-hmm. her fight with Shigaraki was still cool, and Horikoshi, to his credit, did as good a job as he could have done in the situation that, you know, just last week, you said he kind of wrote himself yeah. into. And mm. you know how we were talking about my academia potentially being way more disappointing had Stars and Stripes actually been overcome. So, uh, I, I believe was well, so it me who said Stars and Stripes. Said if it
1: if it's la if her if her like effect on Shigaraki was lasting, then the rating I had for that chapter and for her character as a whole would be bumped up. Yes. If it didn't, then it would be bumped down.
0: Yeah, right? I I said that right.
1: No, I was I was saying that because I was the one that was I mean we were both somewhat critical of it, but yeah. I was I would think I was the more critical saying it's it's a low rating. If it's if if Stars and Stripes does better, the rating will go up. If Stars and Stripes get shrugged off, which in my opinion she did here, um, you know, then it'll go lower. And that's I mean I do I just feel like so here's the thing, you made a good point, right? A point that I in fact even brought up. Horikoshi did do the best with what he could in the situation he was in. All I'm saying is, right, he wrote himself in such a shitty situation that his best could only get him a 6 out of 10, if that makes sense. So, like, I'm not denying that Horkyoshi did, in my opinion, an an expert job of trying to retrieve the fumble that he he created when when he introduced Stars and Stripes like this in this fashion so late into the series. However, even in his expert ability, right, he could not retrieve that horrible decision, I think. Maybe it was possible, but me personally, as an amateur writer and as in uh, whatever manga analysis YouTuber, whatever that's (laughs) worth, right, I can't conceptualize a better way for him to have retrieved this considering he made a, in my opinion, horrible decision introducing Stars and Stripes in this fashion. I think it'd be, like I said, I, I use the Gojo analogy because I think they're relatively similar and you can argue Stars and Stripes is the strongest character in the series barring the Shigaraki all for one fusion, right? Um. So, if Gojo was introduced in Shibuya, stated to be the strongest character in the verse, right? Then is immediately sealed. That is so lame, and it's just horrible execution because there's no build up, there's no emotional attachment, there's no like logical attachment because we can't really. So here's the thing: would it with this?
0: Would this all be alleviated? And if it did have a net like result, because okay.
1: I believe you didn't know. No, Would oh. it be helped for sure?
0: So, but we were I just remembered what I was trying to say earlier. So we said that if Shigaraki just brushes off the the entire attack and all for one is just like, haha, that fight was a failure on uh, Stry- Stars and Stripes, and I am just as capable, if not more. I I now get this extra power <laughs> because of her. Yeah. Then obviously that'd be bad writing. But I think Horikoshi did something neither of us were expecting. And he pulled off something truly mediocre because (laughs) I don't think I saw it coming for him to be like, yeah. You know how uh, you guys didn't want it to not mean anything, but you also like didn't want it to like obviously change up the entire story because, you know, Deku's fight. Otherwise, what the fuck's the point of this whole back and forth with him and Shigaraki this whole time? And he was like, I got you, bro. So you know how you know how Shigaraki's body is going to be ready in like two days. Well, guess what? Because the Stars and Stripes, They got an extra week because I'm nice like that.
1: Like, like ooh, to me, that that's a ooh. that's a non point. Like to me, that is that is the that is. I don't know if this is going to be a hot take or something. That is the, basically the same as not giving Shigaraki any consequences. That I means know, right? Little to nothing. I 100 agree because because like you know, it literally. All that is, is that's a slap on the a week really a week what what can they Horikoshi dude Horikoshi
0: yeah. is literally the worst manga when it comes to like framing stuff in periods of time this guy is so trash at that the entire My Hero Academia story is has taken the place over the course of like a year and a half <laughs> I, I don't Dog. know I don't know
1: how I feel about his his time framing in general but here it's not even about that time it's about the fact that Stars and Stripes this supposed power house right mm-hmm. gets beat by shigaraki and that's fine shigaraki's the final villain losing to the final villain in and of itself is not a bad thing and even being a plot device right is not a bad thing inherently mm-hmm. right just it's, it's just not right we know that like plot devices i mean really any character you can pick in fiction is a plot device because they're used to move the narrative forward in some fashion right mm-hmm. i just think stars and stripes is a bad plot device or at least a mediocre one right so to introduce someone to okay here's what it is Stars and Stripes is a jobber, and I think building an entire oh arc over a jobber character no. sucks.
0: That's that's a little unfair because a jobber is supposed to make the villain look crazy, but she didn't. She didn't, right? Like she that's kicked a, his that's ass. That's exactly
1: what she did, bro. She, she literally didn't look crazy. She made no, no, no. She kicked his ass, right? But that's what jobbers do. Jobbers literally beat up the final villain, or not necessarily the final villain, but they beat up the villain until the final like conflict, right? And the villain what comes out on top. The jobber lost, right? She made him look insane. Not because he overcame her quirk necessarily through like skill or whatever, but because even with all of that power, he could not die. Dude. It makes him look insane from the sense of like not necessarily, you know, can he kill us? Which he can, by the way. He can he can easily kill them. First of all, okay, let me let me go over a couple of things why like um like Stars and Stripes is essentially a jobber and why she made Shigaraki look insane real quick. Go, so one go for it. Shigaraki could not use his most important quirk due to him being in the air. That's decay. Now, Mm -hmm. whether or not you say that's the most important quirk, whatever, but it's one of his strongest, right? Just especially after it evolved, quote-unquote, or whatever, however you want to say it, right? So he couldn't use decay until the end of the fight. He can only use it once he made, like, physical contact, right? Then Stars and Stripes is hyped up to be and has arguably the strongest quirk in the series, right? Mm -hmm. Shigaraki beats that, right? Shigaraki survives getting blasted with several hypersonic, cross-continental <laughs> missiles, right? <laughs> survives getting hit by a a a, a Jojo stand Kaiju that slaps him into the Earth, then survives getting stabbed by like 45 military-grade ginormous lasers. Yeah, right? And as he survives that, he goes and kills her. Right. Then after he kills her and she have, reaps the consequences on his quirk in the vestige world, he then gets rid of those consequences. And now all of that all that fight did is set him back a week. If that does not make Shigaraki look insane to you, I don't know what does because I don't think any char- Deku's not eating um intercontinental hypersonic missiles. He's not surviving that Kaiju slap to the ground, I don't think. And he's certainly not surviving the lasers. Bakugo is not Todoroki is in, Endeavor is in. Yeah. None of, nobody, Bro, nobody is,
0: else now that I'm thinking about it, there was do. no reason to introduce her because they didn't need to make Shigaraki any more powerful, right? The threat did not need to increase, especially if the trade-off was just going to be an extra, what, week and a half of their already limited time. Like, how much stronger is Deku going to get in a week and a half like realistically right
1: it's not even that right how can he kill shigaranki because Shigaranki's shown that he like he he almost has like okay this is a bit of an exaggeration because i know like these comic book characters have like crazy regen right but like he pulled off some like wolverine level regen from like his skeleton his uh like skeleton being all burned and fried up right like dude he's he's almost unkillable right now i know what now i know what he's gonna go for Deku is going to like not necessarily physically dominate and like beat Shigaraki with his fist. He will definitely have some of that. But um in the most recent chapter, we see like um, Shigaraki, like Tenko, I guess you could call him as that's kinda like how he is in inside. Mm-hmm. Um, is like lost and scared and he like calls for Deku, right? So that's clearly foreshadowing that de that, that, that Deku's gonna save him, right? He's gonna save, um he's gonna save Shigaraki rather than like beat him up to a pulp and that be the way he wins. That's fine, right? However, the problem is, there's, I think this is just, this This feels like a lot of fluff, right? This feels like completely unnecessary because the lasting consequences are minimal to none, if that makes sense. Like, you could say, oh, you know, it introduced Stars and Stripes. And I feel like this is almost a cop-out to, <laughs> um, like, showing other countries' heroes. Because, sure, you know, a lot of fans wanted to see other heroes from different countries right
0: they can't hang with shigaraki like they would literally just be lambs to the slaughter
1: they can't hang with shigaraki and the one time we do get a character that can kind of hang with shigaraki they're taken off screen in chapters like that's not cool i don't think that's why that's why i think she's a jobber and she was there solely or at least mainly to prop up shigaraki as a villain and as a threat when he already had enough propping to begin with
0: Fucking now, now, I'm thinking about and mine. It was just a straight seven. Cause here's what I'll t- I'll tell you what. Just to come at it from a a fair and balanced perspective, because obviously we mm. both just railing on My Hero Academia for the second week in a row. And I have a feeling, just I feel it in my bones, br, that next week we're gonna be right back here making the same criticisms.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, I, honestly, here's the thing. I hope not, because like I I tweeted this out right. I have not been liking My Hero probably since. I don't think I've been liking My Hero since Deku got back to UA, and they kind of just brushed off all this trauma with a bath.
0: Yeah, so... Um, so, like, in I the past to six
1: s- or seven chapters, I haven't liked it.
0: So, when I finish up my thing about uh, Stars and Stripes, I want to get into, like, the larger... Like, I want st- <clears> to... <throat> I want to step back a little bit and talk about maybe why the general vibe of My Hero Academia has been slowly declining. Not necessarily popularity or viewership, I'm just talking about... Like, when you see people talking about chapters, the anime... I mean, the anime is a whole other fucking thing, but... Yeah. There's been a little bit of a, like a bluff to a line it. Kind
1: of hype, you could say.
0: Yeah, it's it's been mm. it like, the the energy of like three years ago is more or less like halved or like quartered. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So uh, with Stars and Stripes, I'll start with that first. So my 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 thing with Stars and Stripes uh, that I found positive is that aside from the weird additions to the lore of. Now, all for one has always wanted these two quirks instead of just, you know, the one that has all this history and baggage with his brother and just this random quirk from America. <laughs> so I thought that was a little goofy. And then the second thing is that despite that, despite Shigaraki, uh, despite Horikoshi choosing to make that decision of adding this little weird lore element to the entire process, what I don't think he foresaw was that he kind of killed it i think if he had given stars and stripes a little bit more character development like say double the amount of screen time or chapters or whatever to really like flesh flesh out the story then stars and stripes would be a far more interesting significant character right sort of because because we basically got like the abridged version of what is essentially a really good character. We got her backstory in like four or five panels. We got her powers, which let's be real here, are like the bulk of why people are into her. And we got the significance on the story, which is, you know, now that we know what the result is pretty significant, semi, it's okay. Like, like we established, it's all right. It's, It's just barely worth noting. I think that's a good spot to put it, right? Mm. So, um, from there, what I liked is that her significance on the story could leave the door open to add more to it. Here's what yeah. I mean. All for one, if if Horikoshi does this thing where all, all for one uh, passes on the quirks or whatever to... What did he do at the end like what was your reading because my reading was he just passed off like a bunch of dead quirks or whatever to a guy that he then killed or something
1: yeah um basically the way i saw it the way you know maybe you guys can correct me in the comments but it, basically here's how i saw it right like the like stars and stripes was basically saying even if he passes on the quirk right it's not so much that just the quirk um like new order will do that but basically um she lost because the last of her quirk is gone right or he sw- he moved it over i guess switched it over um and like that's why i think that's why all for one is so blatantly arrogant he's like take a hike dead lady so her quirk or at least new order's last rule i think kind of is made irrelevant at the end of the chapter so, as he passes it on
0: so he didn't even get new order i don't think so you, you don't you don't think he made like a copy because isn't um shigaraki's sorry isn't all for one's original quirk passed on to shigaraki's body
1: yeah, I mean, he could have. I just, I don't think that's how it's portrayed. Um, At least that's not what—that's not how I interpret it, I should say. I guess we could see. Because um, here's what
0: I want to happen, right? What I want to happen yeah. is for, in the end, like, let's say they're having this really killer fight. The fall, fallout of Stars and Stripes' quirk finally hits. And I remember, uh, it just came back to me. Remember last week when you were talking about if... <laughs> If, um, fuck. I just had it. I just had it, man.
1: Lost your train of thought?
0: Yeah, I lost my, t- right in the tracks, man.
1: What, what, what were you, like, um, I guess what?
0: We'll... So it was this really funny thing you said last week when we were talking about how, uh, like, the, the significance of, uh, uh, Star- Stars and Stripes' role in the story couldn't be, fuck, I just had it that is so irritating it'll come back to me later fuck it uh the point the point is um wow dude that was a hard blank i'm going to have to cut that part out that was wild <laughs> i was like mid sentence then i just lost myself for a second there nothing distracted me too i'm staring off into space right now no phone nothing
1: <laughs> wow <laughs> just just went yeah, out,
0: bro. bro. Like the fucking accountants in my brain just like went to lunch or
1: something. Yeah. Fuck. In any case, I guess we can pick up from the stars and tribe spot. Like, I mean, I, I mean, I just feel like this, right? Mm-hmm. The way Horikoshi, so like, I think a lot of people are gonna misinterpret. Oh, oh, I remember, I remember, I remember. It was when you Me said Horikoshi is like a bad
0: writer. Bro, here. I, I, remember, um, I, I remember, I remember. So what what you said was. Uh, if all that ends up happening is that all the quirks that get destroyed are, like, really irrelevant quirks that don't matter yep. that you're going to be this, off. And yep. was this, the, like, the, the next best thing? This feels like the next best thing, right? Like, he just passes it off, passes it off to I another mean, person is, in unlike, the nick of time. Like I,
1: said, like I said, unfortunately, like, I guess we'll get into this later, but I call him both JJK and my heroes kind of like chapters this week, um, unfortunately, um, my hero be calling it was a bad thing. That was being like, not pessimistic, per se, but I definitely wasn't as optimistic for this chapter, right? I expected it to go this way. Um, and, you know, I'm not excited that it went this way. Um, and, and basically, that's exactly what it was, right? You can say you can nitpick over the details of my like prediction. But at the end of the day, the basis of it was I predicted that nothing of note was going to happen. The quirk were going to be getting gotten rid of, or at least the danger of new order was going to be gotten rid of. Right. Yeah. And it, it, from what from my understanding, it essentially has. However, you want to slice that of like, oh, we was gotten rid of in this way. And you said it was going to be this way. Sure. Maybe you got the nitty gritty specifics wrong. But that's fine. I got the overall point of not much is going to happen from this, right? And and to speak to the point of, like, I don't think Rokoshi's a bad writer, right? I think he makes plenty of bad decisions with his writing sometimes and has to play catch-up because of those bad decisions, right? Mm-hmm. Like, for example, introducing Stars and Stripes now instead of making that a reoccurring character or at least idea that existed relatively early on in the series, that's a bad idea to me. So... Right? And since he had to come since he had to basically you know i don't know fumble with that idea that's whatever
0: so there's two things i want to like summarize about stars and stripes i'll boil them down into questions the first one is with everything being said and done now that it's complete and we can look back on the entire thing knowing the ending not just speculating week to week was stars and stripes like did she even matter
1: if we look at it in the grand scheme of things, no, because I feel like there are there are dozens of different ways Horikoshi could make Shigaraki's thing just take more than two days. Like, there are dozens of ways, because the only, the only lasting impact she has, right, is maybe she personally impacted All Might a bit, maybe, but we're not focusing on that, I bet. And also... Bro, All, All Might didn't even know her. T- yeah, no, he did. He did know her. Um, no, he didn't. When she was a kid. He sa- did. No,
0: he saved her, but he didn't know her. He said, "Oh, I would have liked to you. meet her one day."
1: Yeah, let me show you. Um, a hundred percent know who she is, and like, we don't know like the depth of that relationship a hundred percent, right? But we do know like, here. Yeah, let me see if I can find her real quick, right? Because he knows her name, right? He knows like he knows it's cassie right he doesn't just know where at stars and stripes but um, all, for, all just, for
0: one also knew her name
1: sure but all for one also tracked her to the point where he was he was like specific he probably knew her extremely well because he had people or maybe him or other people right looking in and keeping track of her so all for one knowing her isn't isn't really a, like a a point against all it means is all for one was stalking her um let me see. You can say like, "Oh, you know, he didn't know her very well." It, when I would say, "Sure, that's a fair point to say," but like, All Might does kind of imply he somewhat knew her to an extent, right? So even if even if I give Horcruxy the benefit benefit of the doubt, right, and I say, you know, oh, um, you know, All Might's been mentally impacted. We're not really going to get to see that, I bet. And two. The the deadline has been extended for a week, right? Cool. Horikoshi could have simply just wrote it so that instead of the two days being mentioned, like a couple of chapters before this, it was just a week. There was no need for this.
0: There really wasn't. There really fucking wasn't.
1: And, and just to hammer home my point for anybody that's very, like, um, kind of that think maybe I'm being contrarian or just doesn't understand yet. If Gojo was introduced in Shibuya and then simply got bodied and sealed, right, after being hyped up to be the strongest only in that arc, it would have sucked, and I would have had to admit that it sucked because that would have been extremely disappointing and honestly quite annoying. So, keeping the same energy, I just don't think gay gay fumbles like in this sense, right? You can maybe you can load a lot of criticisms towards him a lot that I would say that don't apply, but I don't think that's one of them, right? And I feel like Horikoshi just missed and we kind of talked about this earlier. I don't know if you wanted to segue into that because we've kind of been talking about My Hero as a whole and like Horikoshi's writing style, but for me, I've I don't think I've enjoyed like genuinely enjoyed a single chapter that he's put out since 326. And, we, and he released Chapter 334. So, like, eight the these past eight chapters, these past eight weeks in My Hero, I just haven't been enjoying them. And it's kind of, it's not like, obviously, I want to enjoy them. I don't know who doesn't want to enjoy stuff that they read. It's just not, it's just that he's just been missing for me quite a bit lately.
0: So, I actually agree with you. And my theory about why My Hero Academia has been, fuck it, I'll just say it. I think the reason my academia has been sucking recently has begun, has mostly been because it's just been a, more and more and more distractions away from the main cast or close she's built up. So, for example, I know you're going to probably disagree on this one because, you know, what else is new, but that chapter with, with Ochako should have yeah. lasted one chapter and that should have been it. The next chapter was a complete waste of time because it was just I, like even more flashbacks and even more she's actually saving the heroes. Uh, yeah, I I got it the first time. Thank you. All I wanted to see in the supposedly last act of My Hero Academia was the main characters that I've gotten to know and love do some shit for the final arc. Because if you think about it like this, for the entire series so far, we've been following Kirishima, Bakugo, uh the rest of class 1A, all of these guys and all their, you know, little journeys and stuff more than anybody else. So why is it that they're not getting the focus, right? We hadn't even seen Ida and Bakugo in God knows how many chapters since like the war arc
1: or something, right? What are we on? What are we talking about? Bro, I, feel like I was bro, ranting about my hero being bro.
0: That's what we've been doing the last forty minutes. So bro, I
1: feel because I feel bad because like it comes off as like I don't like this. I theory, know. And
0: not... I know, bro. This is literally one of my like one of the series that got me into anime. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think I think we even said it last week. Part of the reason is just it's so damn frustrating because you love this thing so much and you have this all this attachment to it. And I'm speaking for myself at the moment, right? Yeah. You have all this feeling towards it and you just want it to just be good. Right, the entire way through, you believe in the manga. You're like, yeah, he can fucking he can write when he when he wants to, right? And he can definitely fucking draw. Mm-hmm. So, like, what what the fuck's his problem lately? <laughs> yeah, because it, it's not um, it's not like the writing's been bad. It just feels like he kind of forgot that he's writing My Hero Academia.
1: Um, here's the way I look at it, right? Mm-hmm. And I Horikoshi uh, uh, does not handle his outside of like maybe Bakugo. He, in, in kind of Endeavor, mm-hmm. he does not handle the quote-unquote good guys or the protagonists nearly as well, at least not their mental state, nearly as well as he handles the antagonists, right? Like, at least, like, I mentioned this in, like, the most recent My Hero video I did, but, like, Deku isn't living up to his potential for me personally because Horikoshi just completely ignores his, his, the trauma he should have gone through with, like, the the solo whatever the villain hunt arc whatever it's kind of called by the fan base right now right Mm -hmm. it's just so i don't know it's just so disappointing because i feel like there's a lot of things that could be explored or could be explored better and i wouldn't say my hero is being rushed but it feels rushed if that makes sense it feels as if like horikoshi's being pushed to a deadline right now Mm -hmm. and it's really weird because like i'm not i'm not saying it is or isn't right i have no idea but it just feels like he's putting out these ideas and then not executing them nearly as well not giving them time to breathe like writing things in that didn't have the proper build up it's just really strange
0: can i just say something controversial go ahead what you've described is the feeling and reality of what's happened with bleach near the end of its life Yep. and i don't know if you're getting similar vibes
1: honestly i'm not only because i think bleach did it's rushed ending better i feel like if now this is assuming if my hero is being rushed which it not necessarily is, it sells well. Right? I, I feel but like it do, is,
0: because like I said, say, the biggest time gap... let it is. No, because the biggest time gap was a month. He leaves mm-hmm. uh, UA kind of at a drop of a hat. And then if you think about the timeline from there, it's only been, what, 12 days? Like, it has, yeah. it has not been a long time. And it's starting to feel like the story's getting more and more and more... It's like getting brushed out the door. Yeah. Like, he needs to give himself more time, but at the same instance, he kind of wrote himself into another corner, I feel, with with the timeline. And that's why he added the Stars and Stripes thing. He needed to give the people, the heroes, more time to train, because Deku's been, like, running himself ragged, right? And mm-hmm. so, in Horikoshi's, from Horikoshi's perspective, I think this is him being like, yeah, man, I'm gonna give him 12 whole days to get stronger,
1: to, like, rest I up. Like, I, yeah. it's cool, like... Twelve days. The thing is, like for other Shonen protagonists, twelve days would mean a lot, right? Yeah, like like, it, like if it was Goku, Ichigo, it means like a lot. Ichigo, it means a bro, lot. Naruto, like, it means a lot, right? But the way I think it's been structured, characters for the most part do not get drastically stronger, yeah. Dude, typically, but, in that short amount of time,
0: bro. In My Hero Academia, like you know what's fucked? The only thing stopping Deku from being stronger is just his rate of being of aging like he literally just needs to grow up and that's like when his body can handle the rest of his own power that's literally he can't do anything else
1: yeah he just he just has to get physically stronger and like you know like you said mature with his quirk which is like that's a physical thing
0: he literally can't control that
1: yeah it's i don't know um maybe maybe it's going to be a lot of strategizing but like here's the thing i feel like horikoshi can make this fight much more interesting and much better if it sort of takes on a style of the lady nagant fight a fight I really enjoyed, honestly. Mm. If it's a lot of strategy, a lot of mind games, a lot of like, you know, kind of like, almost like guerrilla warfare type fighting, I think Horikoshi can make this fight between Shigaraki and basically everyone else really, really, really cool, right? But he can also fumble it so hard that it would make me genuinely not like the series that as much anymore. It can go both ways, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning more towards he's going to make it, he's going to do it pretty well. The art department's probably going to go crazy. Um, I don't know about how the fight's going to go down itself. I'm still kind of holding my breath for that because Horikoshi, to me, has been on a cold streak. Um, yeah. But I just feel like he just doesn't explore certain concepts in enough depth for me to really enjoy them. Because
0: I think if he gave uh, villains the same... Because you know who was a good one-off villain? l uh Lady Nagnot, right? She was, like, pretty good for the... She got it the same amount of screen time as Stars and Stripes did, but I think... The impression she made, despite her also sort of dying at the end, mm-hmm. was uh, much better suited because she was obviously less significant. Yeah. But, like, like her screen time was proportional to her significance in the story, I feel.
1: Yeah. I mean, I like Lady Nagant, I feel like, quite a bit more than I like Swords and Stripes. And I feel like it might be because of what you said. She's not built up to be this goddess of the verse, right? Yeah. She's strong. She's she's a pro hero, mm-hmm. right? And she gets treated as such, or was a, 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 I guess a past pro hero, and gets treated as such, and gets taken extremely seriously, and is used, in fact, to hype up Deku, right? Mm-hmm. That's fine. I just think she doesn't have that, like, she doesn't have the weight of being a, a literal powerhouse that can slaughter almost anybody is not a disappointment. It's to be expected.
0: Yeah. <sighs> Dude, talking about My Academia is getting a little exhausting because of Horikoshi's... Yeah,
1: well, t- like, Let's move on to a real series, a real good series, oh, man.
0: I want to, I want to, I want to just wrap up something real quick. Uh, we'll call these like thoughts that don't merit an entire topic of conversation. Just stuff I want to put out there in the ether. First off, mm-hmm. does this mean Vigilantes isn't canon? Because they had a different uh, number one hero for America.
1: Um, Vigilantes most certainly is canon. Um, I think I, yeah, we know it's canon because of certain flashbacks for Aizawa. Um, and. Mm, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's like almost confirmed canon. I think it could just be at a different time. Like, uh, yeah, in fact, we it should be at a different time. Yeah, it it could still be canon. Star and Stripes could have just became number one hero after that guy.
0: Oh, um, okay, cool. Uh, yeah, so I just wanted to get that out of my head because it was bugging me. Um, huh. I'm happy because from the last panel of the chapter, it seems like he's focusing back on the main cast again, which is. Horikoshi's sweet spot in my opinion he's he kills it when it comes to writing um deku uh, bakugo and todoroki especially because if he's focusing on them again it means that we a get like a return to the roots of my hero academia which is what i love about it personally right i like when the characters uh in class 1a and such interact with each other and like vibe off each other because it's like nice i'm one of those people that gets I like the feeling of coziness from characters interacting in a very normal way. So when everybody's yeah. chilling in the dorms or when everybody's at, like, the local tavern or whatever, like, that's mwah, gr- great, like, writing on, on like, uh, for me personally. Uh, I don't know about you. But, like, that's really what I want to see more of. I just want to see more breaks like that. But without it being detrimental to the main Worf. story. Yeah. yeah. So I literally want it to be in service of, oh, yeah, it's like a little short Brevity and like this very serious time, so like they're goofing off during training or something, uh, something to like reinforce the My Hero Academia vibe that I think has been lacking the last two months.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I I feel like I can relate to that. I definitely I really like that, and uh, especially other series that have like really strong casts. I feel like I can relate to wanting those interactions. Um, so yeah, I mean personally, I'm just hoping that these next few chapters break the cold streak for me because it really has been almost a chore to read these My Hero chapters rather than being something I'm looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah.
0: Dude, no joke. I actually forgot that My Hero Academia chapters came out with Jujutsu Guys and chapters. Because, like, yo, you you know, on Thursday nights, I'm just, like, fucking refreshing and shit. I'm like, yo, is it up yet? Is it up yet? Is it up yet? And then, uh, like, next to getting paid on on Fridays, it's I, I, look, I most look forward to Jujutsu Guys and chapters when I wake up. Because obviously, I'm, I told you I'm a, I'm a fan scan guy, but yeah, with My Hero Academia, I have to like actively remember that they come that they come out at the same time.
1: Yeah, uh,
0: like I just want to be excited uh, for it again.
1: Yeah, same. I just I would like to be excited for it because right now, like JJK is like the main series I'm excited for. Like, yeah. I'm excited for other series like Mission Yozakura Family. I really like. I don't know if you read that. Probably mm-hmm. not, but. I'm really excited. I really like that when it comes out every week. There are certain other series I like when they come out. But it used to kind of be like My Hero JJK and, you know, other series are kind of complemented. But now it's just like JJK is holding a lot of weight. And then other series are supplementing that. And it's just kind of like...
0: Nah, man. JJK is holding all of it. I Like, no fucking wonder JJK keeps needing all these hiatuses. His back must be broken from carrying all of Shonen Trump. Yeah. So, speaking of, you know, now we can finally segue into JJK. Um, phenomenal chapter
1: he don't miss as always he don't
0: miss. dude it's it's unreal how do you do it you know what i think uh akatami secret sauce is it's gonna it, it sucks mm. as like an audience member but i think this man is like so committed to his story ending from like day one <laughs> the second he put pen to paper he's like yeah this shit this shit's got to be over
1: <laughs> yeah
0: like i can like i literally cannot as much as i want it to bro you know i fucking want it to as much as i want jgk to go on for like six seven hundred chapters I I know, like, Gage would rather, like, burn every single page he's ever written than do that.
1: This is definitely not... This is definitely gonna be more of that 300-plus chapter type of story, right?
0: Yeah. I think he's got two more major arcs, including this one, and mm. maybe three more minor arcs. And him. so... Yeah, like, I think... By 2024, JJ, JJK is over.
1: I agree. I think 2024, 2025 at the latest, it's over. Um, but yeah, Well, let's talk about the good stuff. This chapter was amazing. Yeah. And and I called it, you know, you know what I'm saying? I called it if you guys remember last episode. (laughs) I did in fact say that Higuruma was gonna give Yuji the death penalty. Look at Yuji's face, right? Look at him admitting to that. That something was off, which he did, right? And then clearly he was going to like not kill Yuji. So And I was right, I bro, gotta say, I, I love being right, man. Before you break your wrist patting yourself up,
0: patting yourself on the back over there, you should know I was also right, because he the evidence presented to Higuruma was about Tsukuna, which means the judgment and by extension curse energy still considers them two separate entities. Oh
1: i was just saying yeah but i was more right so <laughs> that was all around yeah nah, but for real it was cool it was cool getting that prediction um i do like he even more than i did before mm-hmm. and you know it's always fun to see ug throw hands so it was an overall good shot for me. bro
0: you have no idea i was on twitter and everybody was like oh i thought Tsukuna was definitely going to come out and i was like fuck yeah dude and like i think i audibly said hey yo fuck you ronan i, I-, I- i'm not crazy <laughs> Because everybody was, uh, I was like, I'm not the only one that thought Sukuna was, was about to come out last last
1: week. Yeah, I mean, so a lot of people did. Um, I don't think, I just think Sukuna is going to come out for a much bigger moment than this.
0: Obviously. Uh, I, like, doesn't. I saw some, I, I don't know if it was you or somebody in your replies that was like, Sukuna is going to use his Enchain thing thing uh, during the negotiations of the 100 points with Higuruma. And I'm like, no, because Tigrum is not like held hostage or anything. He could just, you know, say yeah. no. You just wait the thirty seconds out. Are you there?
1: Yeah, um, yeah no, I'm. I'm here. I'm just kind of like thinking over it. I'm trying to remember back what we were we were talking about last podcast. Um, but I mean, I I I, I, I think I, I think I saw you retweet the the in chain. I don't know. I don't know i feel like i'm 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 sticking to my guns and saying sukun is coming out later yeah um yeah i i just think he's not gonna show up now i hope that we don't see higuruma and yuji for a while now dude you want megami
0: to kill so fucking bad yeah you gotta chill bro
1: listen listen megami Megami needs to murder those two for real
0: okay yeah i want to see him murder people too but that's because i'm like a bloodthirsty idiot man what's your excuse
1: uh Megumi's my favorite character and I wanna see him catch a W. Hello?
0: Bro, you're the same guy that's like, nah man, Ichigo has to kiss all of his villains on the lips and fully embrace bro, no- them.
1: Nobody said nobody said that Ichigo bullies most of his antagonists. He cut Aizen in half, killed Ginjo, bullied Grimmjow, bullied Ukiora. Like bro, he bullies his Ichigo, antagonists. Bro,
0: Ichigo has zero chill, dog. All he needs to do is just kill these guys with his insane fucking pseudo chimera powers especially bro anybody not named you watch should have been folded pretty like easily by the time ichigo came back with his um two swords i was rereading um a thousand year blood war arc for fun not for a video and uh i was you know that fight that altercation (laughs) when ichigo comes back from the royal palace and is like drip dude I love the way uh Gege uh not Gege um Kubo draws Ichigo post training. He gives him like the nicest like sand dune like outfits ever. But he, he's like all dripped out and he's seen Kenpachi get fucking folded by the Barbie girls or whatever. And then Ichigo's over there, you know, doubles on Getsu'd up, and he's not immediately killing everything in his path. I'm sorry, that's just bad writing to me
1: about mm, the bleach episode so i'll let, I'll let that slide yeah um bleach fans just know he missed but you know we'll okay, talk about okay. That you know you bleach
0: can episode. you want to quickly address this point go because it's just a matter of opinion there
1: so what are we what are we addressing that you should have bullied people
0: i'm saying it's got... okay don't you think it's a little bizarre that he just isn't, because it, he was obviously super pressed for time, right? Especially because watch was, like, on his way back to, this, to the Royal Palace. So Ichigo was, like, trying to zoom over there, right? But there were so many Sturridger in his path, I think there were eight of them actually, right? Yep. He, Dude, Ichigo had way more than enough power to get rid of all of them. I, I defy you to tell me otherwise.
1: I'm not saying he couldn't, but I mean... I feel like fighting eight combatants and expecting him to one shot each and every one of them is a little bit unfair, especially when you see like these Sternrotter are no known Yuha, right? But we do see that Ichigo had to still gain control over his abilities in the Yuha fight, right? You know that like in that fight, he had to let or he may take over the defense for a little bit. While he powered up, and then as soon as, she, as, soon as he was able to kind of, like, get the handle on his powers for the first— Because remember, he trained to get these two blades, but he had zero combat experience with them, right? Absolutely none. So his first test drive was against, like, eight Stern Ritter, two of which were kind of beating up a, a strong Kanpachi— Right, and others of nah, which man. were like they were not. Other captain no, 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 no
0: I resent that statement. They did not beat up Kenpachi. He was already beaten up. They were just adding on to it while he was already on
1: the ground. Uh, sure, because you remember he fine. he just
0: finished fighting Grimey.
1: I, I know, I know. That's fine. Um, even if we don't say that, like um. Can't remember his name. Really cool guy, Mohawk fire guy. He he oh, um, blasted Bas-B. Toshiro. Basby, Basby, yeah, Basby. He blasted to- like they're all like at least captain level. And saying Ichigo should have just one shot nine captain level fighters in Dude, base Ichigo right when he just got he just got his new abilities. Ichigo is
0: literally an otherworldly demon. Like he, like let's take a step back for a second. Right, he's literally built different. Literally built different. Mm-hmm. Like like he his. Physiology is so unique and his entire being is is unreplicable, right? Mm-hmm. He aside from Aizen and uh Ichibei, Ichigo is literally the strongest character. Ba bar none. Um like okay. Ichibe, wait wait, 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 Ichibe? Okay, who are you saying? Ichibe is The eyeball monk, um, the guy with the names. Yeah, no, no, I know I do
1: I know who Ichibei is, but I'm saying Ichibe debatable honestly I think Ichigo would kind of would kind of wash him. Um so Yuha and Aizen Yuha and Aizen are really you're saying those would be above him?
0: No, I'm saying like that's those are the only people he can't one shot. I disagree. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me let me put it in a way you can understand.
1: <clears throat> sure, sure, sure.
0: Anybody not named Aizen or or you watch gets Two shot. Anybody else gets one shot.
1: Oh, uh, Uha <laughs> bullied Ichigo. What do you mean? Uh, Uha gets two shot Hold
0: on, hold on. Bef- wait, no. before the Almighty, like like fully awakened.
1: Mm, before the Almighty, Uha was still clashing with Ichigo. Anyway, even if we disregard that, um, Gerard probably bullies Ichigo. You say Gerard?
0: Gerard's an yeah. English name, man. <laughs>
1: Gerard is the miracle guy, the guy who taught Bonkai and Bachi. Yeah, Bonk, I
0: yeah, just—I've never heard somebody use hard G's for that. How
1: are you supposed to say it? Gerard. Oh, whatever.
0: <laughs> Damn, Ronan out here hating the Brits. Uh <sighs> dude, this this Bleach episode is going to take a lot out of us.
1: It is well out of you. Um, Cause I'm gonna be right. Um, so, oh
0: nah, uh, no, yeah, great. but I'm I'm gonna make you work for being right, dude. You're gonna you, after sure. the podcast is over, your your throat's gonna be parched. You're just gonna hit the bed straight. You're gonna sleep for ten hours.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah. Okay. So well, how do we derail the? Ble-? Anyways, were we talking about? What were we talking about? Oh, uh, rush talking it, about JGK, rushing, rushing, right?
0: rushing your manga at the end.
1: Sure. Yeah. Um. Bleach did it better, in my opinion, because I didn't really like. Outside of maybe the way Yuhan lost, there was not a single point in time where, like, I felt like, also oh, Ichigo's Bankai. Those two instances are the yeah. only times I can list. I I can go over eight chapters of, like, Horikoshi feeling, quote-unquote, rushed and me not enjoying it.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, uh, there was also the thing with Kenpachi's uh, Bankai and uh, Ichigo disappearing. That that could have been explained oh, a little mean, bit better.
1: I think the implication was pretty clear. Like, Gachiru mm-hmm. was... Like, no. Manifestation of in, zanpakuto
0: No, because she was still seen by other people. She still had her own sword, etc.
1: So uh the spiritual pressure can be seen by other people. Not and like that. In fact, that. We, yes, he can. No, because you remember we know, um we know zanpakuto can do that, actually. yes That's but, literally what they do. But zanpakuto
0: that like belong to somebody don't appear to the other person. So uh in uh Shun uh Bankai, for example, nobody saw his like, the purple-haired lady that appears with his Bankai, except for him. Not even Lil Baro. True? I don't
1: know. I'd have to reread that part.
0: Yeah, so actually, I found out that uh, Kubo revealed the answer to it, like, a couple months ago. <laughs> like, like very recently. Like, in, like, an interview. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, uh, do i want me to just tell you?
1: Oh, reveal reveal the answer to what Yachu? Yeah. and what happened with her. Oh, so sure.
0: basically, uh, it's their same relation. He said to compare it to the relationship between uh, Zongetsu and Sangetsu, where um, his uh Zoraki's uh, shikai is an adult woman who presumably looks like you know a fully realized uh, Yorichi. So like you know, think I'll let your imagination go crazy with that one. And then sure. his his Bonkai is actually uh, Yorichi.
1: You mean Yachiru? But yeah, yeah, Yachiri. yeah, yeah. I yeah. um, So uh, when
0: the sword basically wanted to know uh, Zaraki, so cut a piece of its power out and made it into a form, and then he, when he so this is where it gets weird. When he named her, it made her a Shinigami.
1: <laughs> oh god, yeah.
0: That's weird, right? Like that's that's a weird explanation.
1: Yeah, I'd have to read it like, um, i kind of like, maybe reread it even to get, like, my own like, this personal is, this interpretation. This is not, bro, this is not
0: from the text. This is, sh- like, from an interview he did explaining yeah, no, no, it. Was I'd, so have to, I'd have to,
1: like, I'd have to just read the translations of the interview, What not I? Yeah. Mean. Um. But it's weird, right? Like, that's
0: he could have just stopped at the Shikai Bankai thing. He didn't need to go the extra step with the naming and the everything. Because I guess people would have yeah. been angry because she did have a uh, Shikai from, from what I've read.
1: Oh, yeah, she does. Um, she, yeah, yeah. Because that's when she turns the... That's when she has, like, the multiple slice thing or whatever. It's weird, but... Yeah, uh, uh, anyway, she so... Does so she does have a Shikai ability.
0: So back to JJK. Sorry for the detour, everybody.
1: <laughs> yeah, so Higuruma was dope. Um, Yuji was dope. I predicted that Higuruma was going to, like go through the execution thing, not uh-huh. be able to do it because of Yuji's earnesty, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Right? Um, I guess, I don't know. There's not too much. I don't have, like, uh, in comparison to the last one, I don't have a lot to say about it. Like, Hikaru was a dope character. I do. Got a lot more to see with him. There is, okay, go there is yeah. one
0: thing I really want to point out. I don't know if you caught it, but he said this one thing to Yuji where he said there are still people as weak as you uh, out there, mm-hmm. and I wanted to know what you thought of that.
1: Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he just means unable to decide their own like fate, basically. So okay, so really, that's what you as, that's what you as, read. As, not physically weak, obviously, because he comments on UG being strong several times. So he doesn't think he's like weak in the sense of like a com- a combatant, right? He means weak at least when we when I look at the context, right? He says people are weak and ugly, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because as like he's, like that's why he doesn't want to be a judge, right? People are weak and ugly, right? And he says. Until that point, at the very least, I thought I should value that very depravity which other animals don't have, right? Basically, what he's saying is that, like, weakness in basically everybody, right? That inherent human weakness, right, that people have is something he wants to try to defend, right? As a lawyer, I guess you could say. And that weakness is something he sees in Yuji the inability to contain Sukuna completely and, and, you know, completely control his own fate, right? Something.
0: Yeah, I'm surprised that. He, I'm surprised that he didn't have any reaction to Sukuna's existence.
1: I mean, Higuruma's a very at least he's been portrayed to be a very calm and collected person. Um I mean hell, even after getting punched in the chest by Yuji, he just falls into the chairs, coughs, and then gets up, kinda of, <laughs> like chill. Like he's not a very expressive person. Even if he was surprised, I don't imagine he would have been like extremely expressive with that surprise in my opinion.
0: I guess it. It still would have been like, "Yo, what the fuck's good with your body?" Or because he even commented on that when he hit Yuji with the mouth. Like he was commenting on everything about Yuji, everything about Yuji's body except for the fucking demon residing in it. Yeah. It's like, man, this kid's tough. I wonder. I wonder if he lifts or something.
1: Huh. Yeah. Um. But honestly, kind of. Actually, since you brought that up, I kind of want to speak on something. Um. Ooh. Like just go a off little thing. So. Something that a lot of people don't pick up on is Yuji's, like, sense of uh, lack of agency, right? Do you know what I mean by that? Like, his inability uh, to decide thing. his own fate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think Higuruma's been kind of um, hinting at that in that fight. And it's been something that's always been with Yuji, right? Mm-hmm. He's never really made a true decision, not a real informed one in his life, right? Um, He was he was forced, kind of, Kenjaku's experiments were forced on him, right? Yuji decided to become a sorcerer because of what his grandfather told him, right? And Mm -hmm. because it was either that or die. Yuji was somewhat, I mean, you can say the only real decision he made was with Tsukuna, but I can kind of explain that in a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, Yuji was forced into this like almost rival conflict with Mahito and that forced him to lose a lot of close ones, right? And Yuji just consistently shown to be this person without agency and without the ability to... Um, decide, right? And Higuruma mentions this a couple of times when he's like um, he's like incredible it's like I'm fighting an unbreakable doll right? Mm-hmm. Dolls are typically things associated with a lack of agency you can't, can, you? dolls can't typically control themselves, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I find the symbolism of that to be and then the weakness, right? Yuji's weakness and the, the inherent weakness in humans is really the inability to decide at least contextually um, contextually with um <clears throat> With, with with everything that's been going on, I think that the context is the weakness for Yuji's inability to do anything on his own, or at least his inability to make a, a true decision for himself up to this point. Um and that's because obviously that is the reason why Higuruma even had the ability to create like the executioner's sword. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Executioner's sword. Um it's because of that weakness, right? Mm-hmm. Um so I do think that um even even though it's, I don't think this arc is going to focus on Yuji. This arc, even this mini interaction between them, is doing a whole lot to characterize Yuji as this person who does, who's never had and 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 ha- and doesn't have yet the ability to make decisions. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. Yuji was led along to Higuruma by mm-hmm. Amai. I think it was right. Yuji couldn't find him himself. N- Notice how a lot of these things are never things decided by Yuji or things that he was able to um like do himself if that makes sense no um, I, in no. comparison to somebody like megumi or gojo right these characters decided their fate on their own sukuna um, supposedly decided their fate uh I, I guess we can assumably say he decided his fate on his own even nobara decided the terms on which she went out right um if she and, went and out. things like that if she went out right maki chose her fate Mai chose her fate like a lot of these characters are able to choose what they do however yuji is not and so, i i really find i find that pretty poignant
0: Do you remember a conversation we had a couple weeks ago? I don't... uh, God, it was really a few weeks ago. Where it was just like a thing between the two of us. And we mentioned... Or I think you mentioned... That your theory was that Hikari would kind of take over Yuji's supervision from Toto. And he'd be the next guy to get him out of this whole I'm a cog phase. Yeah. I wonder if you still think that.
1: No, I don't think so. I think... I've seen a I've seen a theory that's pretty interesting and also kind of heartbreaking that Higuruma might be the one might be Yuji's like final executioner at the end of the series because like you know obviously executioner's blade blah blah blah, um um but whatever um I do what's I do the, think uh,
0: what's the logic there?
1: The theory is just that Yuji will might never be able to overcome the weakness that he has inherent to him that inability to decide for his own. Um, and that, that weakness will cause Higuruma at the end of the, the series or whatever to be the one to kill him, right? Using, um, like, ah, what is the name of a Shikigami? I can't remember it. Something the ju- Judgment. Judgment, judgment yeah, yeah, Judgment. He'll use, um, Judgment to give him the deadly sentencing, right? Yuji will admit to all of his crimes and then Yuji will die that way. Um it's possible. these either that or Megami I think are gonna kill him. But regardless of that, I do think Higuruma is
0: Yeah, dude. I saw some, I some hope some guy I, I uh, hope he Higur- some guy replied to you on Twitter and he was like the only person Megami's killing is Yuji or something.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I think that Oh, quick quick because since we spoke about like my Twitter um Twitter interactions kinda like via this chapter what do you think about Higuruma versus Nanami? Who who, who you think who you think like Higuruma on top of that?
0: Higuruma easily. It's, uh,
1: not even, okay. it's not
0: even it's so, not
1: close. So we're, so we're kind of ooh, not even close. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, we're kind of in agreement on that.
0: Dude, like it's so, dude. Anybody with a brain can figure that one out, and I'll explain it for anybody who disagrees in, in uh, terms even their smooth brains can under uh, can understand. So here we go. Higuruma has a domain expansion. Nanami does not. End of discussion.
1: Like that's it. Um Yeah, but the problem is No dude the they're, problem they're... is has Nanami done has Nanami done anything wrong to where judgment can get him on anything. Like he could remove domain is useless for like upstanding people.
0: No, right? I, like if he loses the gamble and lies or something, because he doesn't know the evidence, right? He doesn't know like the the rigid the riggedness of the game. Sure. So, I'd say most of the time, Higuruma just wins because of that. Let's be real, man. Judgment makes his call. He removes the 7-3 thing. And it's a straight-up, like, fight.
1: Nanami Nanami gets bullied. Nanami Nanami doesn't have any, like... Here's the problem. I don't think Nanami admits to doing a crime he didn't commit. Nanami does not seem... Nanami would be extremely straightforward. I feel like, like Megami would try to slither his way out, right? Yeah, I agree. But, Me- Nanami would not, and I don't think Nanami would. I- at least we haven't seen Nanami commit any crime. Uh, so the question <laughs> is this, right? Do you think Higuruma with his gavel can beat Nanami with seven three?
0: Ooh, straight up, no domain expansion.
1: No domain expansion, because I don't think it's useful in this fight. I don't think Fine. Hig- uh, Higuruma can get him on anything. Honestly, if it's that, if it's like that,
0: then I think Nanami could win could but like that's so conditional because dude higuruma's opening move is the domain expansion (laughs)
1: yeah i agree i don't think that i i I think that higuruma still uses it i just think that nanami just says no i didn't do whatever crime you think i did which he most likely didn't just just based off of his nature right Mm -hmm. and then the domain closes and then nothing changes right yeah if anything it's possible that higuruma gets put in a worse position if he loses the case we don't really know what happens when higuruma loses yeah but let's assume nothing nothing changes and it's even i still think higuruma has a deep
0: I'm not saying it's like a total wash or anything, right? I think he has a decent shot. I'm just saying, with the domain expansion being what it is, like, Higuruma Mm -hmm. obviously is a more talented sorcerer. And let's be honest with Nanami's track record for a bit. Every time Nanami's gotten in a precarious situation, or he's just flat out getting beaten up, it's been in a domain expansion, first with Mahito, and then with Dagon. Because um, this guy is so good at Fighting with hands, right? But the second any like, fuck, dude, this is gonna be a bad take. You're gonna bully me for this one. I think Nanami is to the Jujutsu Sorcerers what Jogo is to the cursed spirits. This man is Strong, the is the worst. He is the worst guy at picking his opponents. I'm sorry, he's just so bad at it. The first guy he picked a fight with was Mahito. He could not harm this guy for the life of him. Uh, his 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 plan was just. To run away, and I don't even blame him. Mahito is like the worst like matchup for a guy like Anami.
1: And then yeah, with... I mean Mahito Mahito's a bad matchup for like half the verse though.
0: I know, but like... e- even still, right? If if uh let's take a look at Dagon, right? He's like two or three tiers lower than Mahito according to Jujutsu Kaisen's like internal power sy- scaling system. Mm-hmm. Dude, he couldn't hang. It like Dagon used like what thirty percent to hold him off while he was doing the other seventy yeah. for Navito. Like I, I just I feel bad with uh with saying that about Nanami, but he's just very, very bad at picking his opponents, except for um the the I, guy I with the blonde hair.
1: Just, I just think he's just a grade one sorcerer and he cannot keep up with these special grade curses I, I don't think it's necessarily i just not think because with mahito no one i'm assuming no one else is on the job like because with Jogo, he picks these fights like nobody forces him there's no like rules kind of like abiding he's not like assigned this right he actually goes against Ghetto's orders to go fight gojo and then tries to take sukuna up on his offer of landing one hit on him in order to make sukuna like work for him or whatever mm-hmm. right but but Nanami was already in Shibuya he kind of had to fight Dagon right mm-hmm. and if he didn't he would have just ran into like Choso who would have bullied him or he could have run into Geto, who would have or Kenjaku, who would have bullied him Maito would have bullied him there was no person in Shibuya at the time besides like um Haruta that wouldn't that would not have literally either did what Dagon did or one shot him in my opinion Dagon was the best case scenario he could have picked.
0: Yeah, like below Dagon is where I would put Anonyme on like his best day. I'm just I'm sorry, but I think uh, Higuruma's ability is much better suited for cursed spirits like Dagon, for example, or like mm-hmm. more culture or more morally bankrupt Jujutsu sorcer- Sorcerers, because you know, mm-hmm. like we know from Jujutsu Kaisen, some of these dudes are trash without their cursed techniques. Yeah, like there's a few exceptions to uh to people to characters in Jujutsu Kaisen who aren't like totally helpless when it when, like if they t- if their uh, techniques were to be m- removed. Number one, surprisingly, isn't Maki or Yuji; it's Mei. Mei.
1: Their guard. no no yes Yugi's still better off without cursed energy than she is without a cursed technique No, because she, she uses that.
0: a curse tool right it's not like we don't know if judgment can confiscate that but she's she's so she's used to it is what I'm trying to say
1: right that's fine but but disrupting her curse technique disrupts her cursed energy and that would just make her weaker bro, and you we, probably oh, still bro, bullying her we
0: are on this shit again she's perf- she's already perfected how to fight without it right she or she knows without a
1: good curse technique but not without cursed energy yeah. Right. Every sorcerer uses cursed energy to amplify their physical stats. Yo, right. So even oh, if we it, remove her cursed technique. Hold on, hold on. Right.
0: What would we let's say um Higuram's ability worked on Maki or Toji, right? It would still have to, have to find them guilty, like assuming they found them guilty. It need it needs to take something. Like like it just needs to. So with Yuji it didn't have a cursed technique to to take, so it just automatically took cursed energy. It didn't make a big spectacle of it. It just took it. So what would it take from Maki or uh, Toji?
1: You could argue heavenly restriction but that's only if it necessitates that it find that it has <laughs> that's, to take that's so
0: dumb because if you take away the heavenly restriction they get cursed energy.
1: <laughs> mm, I don't think so though. Like I don't think that's like their cursed Energy. I don't think they just gain I don't know. It's kind of weird how that works. I don't think I don't think anything would happen though. I think Toji and Maki wouldn't lose anything. At least based off the way he explains it, like Higuruma, let me put it like this, based off like feats and statements, there's no reason to say Higuruma's like, um, like judgment would take away anything from them because they don't have a technique nor curse energy to take.
0: I don't know. I figured they take organs or something.
1: It'd be so weird. It just, it's just so unrelated to the Jujutsu world. Like organs are just like a normal human thing. Like, I yeah, feel like No, but in anything...
0: Jujutsu, mind, body, and soul are all connected
1: sure but the
0: otherwise toji's body wouldn't have like overtaken that corpse uh well a future corpse
1: well the reason he did that is because of heavenly restriction though yeah that's why he can do that
0: yeah but it's it still counts as part of the jiu world is what i'm saying so it would be affected by judgment
1: i'm not saying an organ it technically it is a part of the jujutsu world because it's part of people but what i'm saying is right like in organ it doesn't make sense because that would be that would be the, basically the same as executing somebody right you take away really any organ just remove it they will die very shortly after that that functions similarly to the executioner's sword which i don't think he would be able to do with his like base domain taking away ability
0: maybe i don't know i i think that god isn't it funny, now that I think about it, Jujutsu Kaisen and My Hero Academia both wrapped up their uh, mini-arcs on the same day. <laughs> That's crazy.
1: Yeah, um, one just did it better than the other, unfortunately. Yeah, um,
0: and I don't have anything I'm... to say about it either, but for vastly different reasons. Like, for Jujutsu Kaisen, it's like, yeah, Gege, you fucking, I, I got nothing. You, you win. You did, you did, you did good. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Um, let's let's talk about predictions then. What do you think is gonna happen next chapter? Because I think he's going on like a break next week.
0: Yeah, unfortunately. But
1: but what do you think is gonna happen next chapter?
0: I think we're right back with Megami, or we get to find out what the hundred points is going to be added. So if we're talking about conventional manga, anime, or whatever, the basic structure would go something like this, right? Uh, They start to have the talk about what to do with 100 points, but it just cuts off right before Yuji says what it is. It'll, it'll be like, yeah, I have just the right idea and then hard cut to Megumi's perspective. And then we don't find out what it was until Yuji joins Megumi as Megumi's like about to die or whatever. And then Yuji's like, aha, you see Megumi, I've added this new rule that I'm telling you just in the nick of time to save your life. Like, that's how Dude, it
1: would be. I hope I'm 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 saying this right now. Bro, you
0: know what I'm, I'm talking honest, about? You know even, what I'm talking
1: even, about? Even even if I know what you're saying, even yeah. if Megumi gets bullied, I'm probably not going to say Gage fumbled fumble just because, you know, I'm a little Jujutsu Kaisen fanboy, but yeah. I, I want to like I really really am praying and hoping, right? That Megumi just bullies. And I'm I'm talking like I'm talking like Toji versus Dagon bullies and steamrolls anyone he comes across for a little while. I need some Megami wins, dude. I need to see the Megami. Yeah,
0: so do I. I need to see Megami do combat because I don't get the vibe of watching. You're gonna hate me for this. I don't like watching Megami fight the same way I like watching Yuji fight, because he's he's fighting for his life. You know, with with Megami, he's he's just he's out there being as technical as he can. It's not very flashy, and. Why is it that his uh, Shinigami never do anything better? Like Nue, for example, right? The only person Niue has even managed to sort of hurt was um, uh, Kamo, and it was like for a second, and then he regained his movement. Like, I just, yeah, um, I, I just want to see, I, mean, I just want to see Megami like be in control, if you know what I mean.
1: That's exactly what I, that's exactly what I want. Cause I don't think I, in fact, have we seen Megumi bully any named characters no. by himself? Bro, he no. hasn't,
0: he didn't even bully that, um, special grade cursed spirit, the, the cursed spirit womb.
1: No, he got bullied until he opened domain expansion.
0: He. That's not even what he used to win. He distracted uh, it with domain expansion.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So I want to um, see like a proper Megami fight. Cause I want to see his progression. 'Cause it's been exactly. it's been subtle this whole time, you know, with him going into shadows and the Hakari arc, et cetera. So yeah. I, I wanna see him flex a little bit.
1: Exactly. I want to see I like that's what I'm saying. Like I first of all, he said he was gonna kill him, right? Or he said he's not like Yuji. Mm-hmm. I think he's gonna kill him, or at least I hope he's gonna kill someone. He's gonna catch at least one body, right? Yeah. Um and on top of this, I also hope that he does it effortlessly. I don't want to see a drop of sweat. From his face, I'm trying to see him summon his dog, yeah, Nue, and then just bulldoze both of them. I don't, but, want, I don't care how I, much these characters I are want, up. dude. I, I literally want me to a
0: Megami fight without either of these two things happening. One, he's about to summon Maharaka. <laughs> oh my god, dude, this guy stubs his toe and he's like, Well, I gotta do it. And then the relax, second,
1: relax, relax. He, he's better now. He's better now. He, he's evolved, he's grown past it.
0: He's like, Yeah, I'll let you stab me three, maybe four times before I let that slide. He's like, yo, I just got a pocket knife. What I said, what I said. <laughs> and then the other thing I don't want to see happen is I don't want to see a drop of blood coming from his forehead. <laughs> huh. I swear a gust of wind it, like hits him and he's like, oh, my God, my forehead's just bleeding right now. It's rolling down my face
1: i just need a megami win man that's that's all i want like i feel like a, a dominant megami win that is like i yeah. just i feel like it's not too much to ask for
0: bro uh, yeah i think to me i need confirmation that megami can do it so i don't start treating him or seeing him the way i see chad
1: <laughs> oh that's a little
0: bro you know you know whenever they're like oh yeah we need a like Kubo's like whenever I need to introduce a new bad guy, I gotta get chad to get to get fucked up just to prove it
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I, it's not about that. I do think Chad is constantly a jobber. I'm just saying comparing chad to mega I know i'm, say- I'm saying. I'm saying
0: I'm saying I'm afraid that's what's gonna happen i I want to oh. see him win because I don't want that to happen
1: yeah, I feel that. i want I want him to win against strong people too I want him to I want him to get some serious w's
0: Oh well, that was it for the manga chapter. What would you give uh, the Jujutsu Kaisen Higuruma arc?
1: Oh, overall, yeah. like when when does the Higuruma arc start? Like what chapter is that? Just so I, I want to say agree. from
0: the time they enter the Cullen games and get split.
1: Okay, um, so um, it's it's hard. I want to say ten out of ten just automatically off reflex because I loved every chapter in it. Uh-huh. But like a ten out of ten is like Shibuya, yeah. and I don't think this is Shibuya. So like i'd say it's all an eight um i really love the arc right i think it did everything correctly there was not a single thing it did wrong for me personally
0: why not um, give it a nine
1: and i could um but i feel like star plasma is like a nine no nah, star plasma is a 10 i feel like an eight or nine yeah. is fine i went eight because i didn't want to go too high and feel like i was you know being too fanboyish. but if i'm being honest yeah it's re- it's a perfect arc for me like Sometimes I hesitate giving things really high ratings because it seems whatever, Bro, but Like who's gonna? The art s- didn't do anything wrong. Bro, who's so gonna? I, s- I'm I'm happy.
0: I'll I'll put it to you this way, man. You can give it as high a score as you want because whatever shit anybody will ever will ever ever say to you, it won't nearly be as bad as the shit I'm saying to you right now. <laughs> Bro, I hope you didn't cut out. Oh, you did. Fuck, that was such a bad timing to cut out for. Son of a bitch. I hate you, Discord. Uh yo can you hear
2: me Hello <laughs>
0: All right, there we go. Yeah, I might have dropped. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah, I can hear but, you. but so do you hear what I said before cut out?
1: Uh, no, what did you say in response? I couldn't hear you. So
0: what I said was, it doesn't matter what anybody would be saying to you. You could give it as high a score as you want because whatever they're going to say to you, it won't be worse than what I'm going to say to you right now.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, like I said, the only thing is JJK. This was a great arc. I think JJK has not missed a personal arc for me, mm-hmm. honestly. Ever <laughs> but um it just wasn't it obviously doesn't reach those like pinnacles of like the Star Plasma and like the Shibuya Arc. So it's a nine. Um yeah I, mean, I really liked it. I
0: can't wait for um I think I don't know if it's gonna go on my main channel or not because it's something I wanted to put up there, but I'm holding off for a while just because I want the Cullen games to be over. Uh I wanna do a arc tier list with you. I think that'll be mad That'd be fun.
1: Dope. That'd be dope. Yeah. I'm 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 standing on this hill. The cooling games I think will go down. One not only as Megumi's Shibuya, if you will, but I think it'll also Bro, who's be Shib- just as good as Shibuya.
0: Who's Shibuya with Shibuya? Yuji's. F- oh, you mean like negatively?
1: <laughs> I mean I mean it'll it'll change them that much. It'll be that integral to their development. Oh I think I think I think because basically Megumi's still my favorite character but i think yuji got has had the most like growth in at any point in the series via shibuya and i think if megumi gets that in this arc he's like
0: would you call like what yuji's been going again. through growth though you can uh, i mean i
1: let me rephrase development yeah
0: <laughs> growth that's that's very nice
1: yeah it is it's, it's not, yeah, you're right. You're right. It's not so much growth. It's not so much growth, it's development. He's changed. I, whether or not you consider those changes good or bad, uh, you know, you can argue that, whatever. But yeah, he's changed for sure.
0: Woof. I think I'd also give it an 8 out of 10. I think I it was like a really solid uh, arc. I wouldn't, fuck. I think I enjoyed uh, Maki's arc a little bit more because I also think gave that an 8 out of 10.
1: Maki's arc was really good. Um, I, I'm not mad at you having it higher. Um, i definitely say, like, for the more action-oriented, um, like, aspect of it, it's definitely the better arc. It was straight hands the entire time.
0: Yeah, but also the fact that she, like, the personal significance for her, for the reader, you know, seeing, basically, Toji 2.0. And straight up, dude, the slaughtering of the Zenin clan was mad relevant outside of, like, the bloodshed that apparently... um. You know, I-, I hear the takes that I have and the takes I've given you throughout this fucking podcast. So I'm like, yeah, man, I, I think I-, I just want everybody to fucking die. <laughs> but uh, it was so significant because despite her rampage, she did the one thing that fuck that Gojo like jerks off to at night, but never has the stones to do.
1: <laughs> what do you mean? Kill people?
0: Kill, kill the people? higher ups.
1: Yeah, um, I mean those aren't really the higher ups. He, he she killed like the Zenin clan, but it's it's one of whatever. the
0: three great clans, you know.
1: Yeah, technically, I interpret the higher I interpret the higher ups as the people who ordered Yuta to, to kill Yuji, like those people, the people that kind of like hide behind their little barrier stuff.
0: Yeah, man, I I fucking want Maki to just be like, fine, if Goja won't do it, I'll do it myself, and I would love to see an an altercation where. They're, the higher ups are like, "Please, Gojo, pl- pl- please save us for- from Maki's Rand of terror." And he's like, "What? What's that? I can't. I, wh- you're breaking up."
1: <laughs> That'd be funny, yeah. but I do think Gojo is going to be. I don't know how Gojo is going to respond, honestly.
0: Yeah, I just wish he doesn't commit to his whole, you know, no killing higher ups thing. Wow, dude, I really am bloodthirsty now that I'm fucking hearing it. Yikes.
1: I don't think it's about not killing the higher-ups. He doesn't care about them. It's just he doesn't think murdering them in cold blood would stick for the revolution he's trying to create. It's more like it's just an ineffective way of doing so, right? He just uh, You know, be but but that's That's only like that's Yenza only if
0: he's the one that does it. If if his students do it, then more or less that's the revolution. That, that that's literally how revolutions work. <laughs> and that's kind of true. Would you wanna go uh um, wanna go to France, tell them the revolution wasn't like real because it it was just murder?
1: Oh no, I'm not saying that. I just think that's just Gojo's rationale. He would just he just didn't want to go down ghetto's path, right? Of like killing people in cold blood, blah blah blah, morals, 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 you know. Yeah. Whatever.
0: Oh, so we finally uh oh, got through the chapters. Um I'll admit, man, my hero academia really made us work this fucking week
1: yeah my hero was definitely in interesting endeavor yeah was that a pun yes it was i'm glad you noticed because if you didn't notice i would have been super embarrassing
0: yeah don't worry man i i would have i would have been embarrassed too anyway um i want to move on to our topic for the week okay so okay i mentioned this earlier but I want to know what your take is on the infamous 7 out of 10, that number out of the 10 scale specifically. First off, I want to know what your personal interpretation of it is, what you think other people's uh, interpretation of it is, and whether or not um, measuring something a 7 out of 10 is conditional or objective.
1: Okay, so first things first is it conditional or objective um i, 100% let, me, uh, think it's conditional. I
0: sh- let me let me I, I the reason I use conditional not subjective is because this mm-hmm. is within the framework of subjectivity because it's obviously somebody's own personal enjoyment, but I'm saying um their like sense of a number scale which is mm-hmm. more or less an objective set of you know measurements or whatever
1: yeah one is one two is two. Yeah. I got gotcha. you
0: so do you think it's conditional seven like the one we gave my hero last week where it was like Uh, if X, Y, and Z happens, it retains its seven. But if, uh, you know, A, B, C happens, it loses that seven. It's like, that's what
1: I I mean. Okay, okay. Most of the time, then, I'd say it's objective in the sense that it fits their number scale. I would say most people don't give conditional sevens. Um, Like, at least from my experience, like I can only really speak for me, right? And for me, I just don't think that... I simply don't think that you know um it, most people are like it's a seven out of ten if this it can go higher or lower blah 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 so what's your um, whats I your thing it's... so what do you mean what do you mean by that what's my thing on that
0: what what is your seven out of ten
1: like is it good or bad
0: no, no, like describe it and then you know
1: let me see let me go to my Annie list real quick because I have seven out of ten so seven out of ten for me is a a A show or manga that I enjoy honestly, anything above a five is something that I enjoy to some extent um so like a five is just average. it's like by definition mid right mm-hmm. even though I don't really like using that word um because they' it really it's by definition mid right like I mean, middle of the road, five out of ten and I don't use that very much because okay. like I don't think I read a lot of mid stories I think I have good enough taste to pick out my stuff well. Right. Six out of 10 is slightly above and I kind of enjoy it. Although I see a lot of flaws and I don't, and I would never, and it, I can drop it at any moment without really feeling like I lose anything. Mm-hmm. Right. Seven is pretty similar. I'll keep up with it for the most part. Um, I do enjoy the series. I do like, like my time with it or I do like the arc or do like whatever I give a seven out of 10. Right. Mm-hmm. um, It's far above average, but it's far below good or great. Or like excellent, amazing whatever superlative you want to use to like express quality um right, so it's just a it's it's like above average, but I wouldn't consider it like a a really good series by any means it's just you know I enjoy it, so would you um, consider
0: not, would you consider that description to be a negative seven
1: a negative seven i don't think I don't think a seven for me a seven can't be negative a seven inherently um denotes like like decency at least so here's
0: um Um, i want to quickly explain why i even brought this up before you go on because i have a feeling uh the direction you're about to go in would like i i I need to clarify like the the reason i uh not the reason the um the hypothesis i have because i just wanted to hear Uh what your uh description was at like just untouched by my uh influence so here it goes The jump from a seven to an eight is something you can feel in a rating, right? Like if I tell you I think uh, Jujutsu Kaisen's a seven versus Jujutsu Kaisen's is an eight, there's a sure. dif- there's a difference in how you perceive what I said, despite the number difference being one. If I told you something, sure. if I thought I, if I said something to you was a one versus a two. You literally wouldn't bat an eye because it's it's essentially the same score, but it's the same jump from a seven to an eight. So then why is it that a seven has all of these weird conditions and feelings of dot 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 or but 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 you see it's pretty it's very good. But you say it in like a very sterile way, whereas an eight is like this series with literally like I would I would kill a man (laughs) for this series, you know what I mean? Like, I I do a deal with the devil for this fucking series. Like, like that's, I'm obviously being uh, hyperbolic, but you see what I'm trying to say. What is it about the jump from a seven to an eight that just makes, it feels like the same level of jump as, like, a six to an eight. It's as if the seven doesn't even need to be there.
1: Got you. Um...
0: Yeah, so that's what I was trying to get at. Part of
1: got you okay so I, I can kind of explain why why i feel like that for me personally i can't explain other people but here's the thing the grading gets kind of like um how should i say it's like the the grades get exponentially more important as time goes on right so like like you said a one and a two is not that big of a difference but a two and a three is a bigger difference a three and a four is a bigger difference a a four and a five is a bigger difference for me a five and a six seven and an eight eight and a nine is a massive gap right For me to put something at a nine, it has to be great, right? Okay. An eight, like, for example. um,
0: Although you didn't mention tens.
1: Yeah. No, no. no. Ten ten is, like, ten is peak fiction, right, for me. Like, not literally the best series ever. Like, not just one. But it is an undeniably good series that I would be able to personally defend without hesitation calling it a masterpiece, right? Mm -hmm. So, like series I have at a 10, um, like Grand Blue, because it's the funniest, most entertaining manga I've ever read, um, I have Haiku at a 10, I have Reni Kenshin at a 10, I have Tokyo Ghoul and Tokyo Ghoul read at a 10, I don't even have, I don't even have Bleach and Naruto at 10s, two series that I thoroughly enjoy more than almost any other series, um, because I, I have them at 9.5s, because I think that gap, that gap between even a 9.5 and a 10, just, isn't really something i find personally arbitrary. It's not an arbitrary gap that can be closed so easily.
0: But uh referencing our objective uh subjective debate uh mm-hmm. and dialing that shit way back cuz i do not want to repeat of that. Uh sure. shout out doofy. But uh oh by the way um i hit him up uh where we he uh he's down to come on the podcast to like fucking oh, for sure. to, that'd, to to he one cool. me
1: oh nice 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 i like it yeah bro, about ex- to get the about to get the anatomy and yuji and versus mine yeah. collection i like it
0: bro I, i'm excited personally despite you know me being solo on this one but uh I, like I, I just like the prospect of us like starting to bring on guests and shit i think it'll be like fucking mad cool to go through all of annie tube just to have like like the ultimate i think goal just have fucking uh at least for me you can have a different annie tuber that you consider your like goat or whatever and we'll get back to this and as will the 10th mm-hmm. thing real quick just this is a little side tangent I wanted to discuss with you just like sure. as my co-host and fellow oh, uh, annie tuber here so for me it's like uh, a mark okay. phillips or like a nux taku although I wouldn't even consider nux taku an anime youtuber anymore but yeah like for me like mark phillips is like the the fucking yeah man we we, we fucking made it <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, that that for sure. That you know. And I wouldn't say I wouldn't necessarily say he's an anti tuber, but I would say he's like he's he's a great creator overall. It doesn't matter what you classify him yeah. as for me personally.
0: And but like um, I obviously like I, I, I my favorite series is Anime House. Like I watch all their videos, right? But like the ones yeah. I personally enjoy the most are Anime House. Um oh, Furious yeah, they didn't have Gojo last in the last one, although I understand why JJK was still relatively new. But yo, I yeah, I just if JJ, if uh, Anime House 6 doesn't have Gojo, I'm gonna be furious.
1: Yeah, I think I think they'll include him personally. Um He's like the most I popular think... new gen character. <laughs> Definitely. Um
0: But yeah, uh so who who is it for you, like, to have on, on here?
1: I don't know, to be honest. Because like it sounds a little bit I don't know. I it's kind of weird. How do I how do I put this? I feel like Mm, when i became an annie myself the reverence i had for other anti tubers went down damn but the respect for the work they put in went up if that makes sense so like i don't revere any specific creator anymore just because it's like something like a normal regular regular guy like me could do right so there's mm-hmm. no reverence behind it there's no like oh my god right but there is a respect for being able to do it and and um you know no, do it man. so well. So I, I'd, I'd say I'd say probably I'd i probably say if I had to pick one though, hmm? like Swag Coggy or like Seth the Programmer are probably there.
0: Wow, Seth the Programmer, dude! You are you are into like the fucking analytical power skill YouTubers. I am. Yeah, wow, that says a lot about our uh, respective tastes. I think right there. <laughs> I I'm like a I'm like a 16 year old kid, and you're here like a. Philosophy professor.
1: That's funny, but yeah, Seth. Seth's the programmer. like that, that's probably why I'm so argumentative all the time. My my favorite YouTubers reflect that.
0: Nah, man, I'm only I'm only argumentative all the time because I get bored. <laughs> I just I feel that, bro. I I I literally, if I didn't like speak to other anti tubers, I think I would hate anime. Like no joke. The shit the shit can get so boring sometimes. Because, you remember earlier when I was like, "Oh yeah, this is probably how uh, like any other anime would or manga would do X, Y, and Z." Like, you get used to the habits and shit, so you can kind of start to get it starts to get predictable. Mm. So like, that's that's why um, I think I like the Hunter Hunter so much because it's so subversive in a way that just you know gets my gets my wet willy. You know what I'm saying? Huh. What? 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 Who said that?
1: Bro, that's, uh, you little, you little strange for that. You little, you little weird. For Hunter Hunter or the Wet Willy thing. The Wet Willy thing.
0: Bro, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't say anything. Running out here hallucinating. Anyways. Anyway, so yeah, um, like I was saying, um, it's like really subversive and it's something I couldn't predict at all. Like I like. When you were watching on Tarantino, did you for a second think Gone would like hold the hold the woman hostage?
1: No, but There you go. I also didn't think I was going to watch characters run up a, a set of stairs for like 20 episodes. I know
0: uh, it was great, right?
1: Mm <sighs> not really bro i i i i kind of quiver at the day we have to have a discussion on like our different hunter hunter opinions that's uh
0: no nah, man because we got to do a hunter because if we do a bleach episode we got to do a hunter hunter one to keep it fair to both of that's us gonna, that's
1: gonna be that's gonna be a reverse situation it's just gonna be like one criticism for bleach and then me criticizing for hunter hunter and i'm not even major criticisms but like
0: i don't but i like i don't doubt it'll be fun
1: no i don't for sure be fun it'll be fun for real
0: yeah, man, I think our peak in our dynamic is just when we scream at each other without raising our voices. Huh. You know, like a passive aggressive yeah, white couple. That's that's really what I'm aiming for.
1: That's oddly specific.
0: Yeah, I watch I watch a lot of TV when I'm not watching anime. For that? Yeah. you gotta get a break from it, because otherwise you get you get some weird ticks. The, the, just in my personal opinion, and just how I consume media, I, if I don't like keep it diverse, I I start to get fucking goofy. Because <laughs> for, for example, right, yeah. it's not like anime is the only. I think we're all attracted to it for a similar reason, and that it doesn't like baby you, mm-hmm. the same way um you know Western media does. It's just my own take, but it was like what drew me to to uh, anime, and that you know, people died, but it didn't come for the sake of shock value. Like This isn't across the board, right? Obviously, there are shit fucking anime and manga out there. But generally, uh, the vibe I get is that it's taken more seriously, and it has a definitive end to it. Unless, you know, it's called One Piece or Naruto. Sure, sure. But, you know, there are, when Western shows do the same practices, it still has the same effect. Like, I love The Sopranos, right? Like, probably one of my favorite if not my favorite live action show of all time but it's it's hard to like talk to somebody who only consumes one of either to tell them that an art the a piece of art from either section is just as genius so like if i were to to go to somebody who really really loved i don't know what's a really pretentious like anime people like swear by when they just like have never have never spoken to another person I got one. Good. Full Metal
1: Alchemist.
0: Yeah, right. So Metal Metal Alchemist is fucking great, right? It's it actually is like like really well really written good. and it's really good. But then if I go to a guy, I'm like, hey man, Sopranos is just this quality. It's just it has just as much thought put into it. They'd be like, eh, 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 eh. It, it like yeah. you could see them seizing up.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely. I definitely will not say like no. Anime, like, because here's the thing: my favorite medium, like, my or I guess my favorite story I, is not even like from an anime or manga, but it does come from, from a lot from nostalgia. So I guess that doesn't really count. What is it? But it's um, you know, the Percy Jackson series.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I saw you uh, tweeting about it.
1: Yeah, I I think that washes all anime and manga for me.
0: My uh, my partner would agree with you.
1: Got you. Got you. Good taste.
0: Yeah, she's so hype about the Disney Plus thing happening
1: you got good taste for real because i'm i I'm saying bro like it was just a part of my childhood i think that's how i learned how to read to be honest with you
0: damn man but Yo, in any you are, case you're the only motherfucker i've heard who didn't say harry potter <laughs>
1: Dude, harry potter is for losers no i'm joking um now,
0: harry potter's all right i just don't like its magic system because it's so uh inconsistent like they have magic powering an entire secret society but they still need wands and like these long ass Latin spells to just like move a cup from A to B. Yeah,
1: I never, I honestly never read a Harry Potter book, and you know, I'm not gonna start now.
0: Um, I'm a, really I'm a I'm a movie guy.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I, I just, never watched. It. I I never I never really seen. Like I know Harry Potter because it was just so absurdly you, yeah, popular. Yeah, because you just exist in the but, world. Yeah, but it was never it was never like uh you know i i read percy jackson and that was good enough for me bro
0: i'm writing it right down i'm writing it like, down right now uh just so we can get back onto our previous topic but we got to do a non anime episode of the of uh, honored ones dude i f- i forgot to mention w- this podcast has a name now <laughs> i i meant to say that cool. in the intro i totally spaced
1: <laughs> but um i mean I, I i'd be down to talk about something non anime related i'm just not super duper knowledgeable on that stuff at least in comparison right i can rattle off like well, yeah, because
0: you're just talking about what you like. It's not like I know the Percy yeah. Jackson series like that. I only have the movies to go off on, which I have a feeling yeah. you got your
1: opinions movies on. are ch- complete garbage, dude. I'm so... Bro,
0: I liked the first one. I liked the first one. I don't know.
1: That's because you didn't read the book. I'll, I'll put it like that. Okay,
0: but if I didn't read the book and I still liked it, isn't that, like,
1: fine? I'm glad you liked it, but what I'm saying is... You would like the book so much more. Now, I can't say that for sure, but I'll say this. I've never encountered, ever in my life, no hyper, no, no hyperbole, right? I've never encountered somebody who's read the book and watched the movie and then liked the movie better. Get the fuck out. Ever. I'm, I'm being so serious. Never in my—and I've interacted with, I, I'd say, quite a few, like, different Percy Jackson fans in my day, right? Mm-hmm. There's never been one person I've ever interacted with. That read the book first, even second, right? There've been people who have read the book after and are like, damn, the book, the the movie really did the book dirty, right? Mm-hmm. Never, never seen. I've never seen that opinion like reversed. Knowing you, you might reverse it if you were to read the book, but up until now, I've never heard that the movie was better. And I and I got to agree with them. The book, the book covers so much more, and it's just so much. I don't know, so much better to me.
0: I'm lucky, happy she's not listening to this because I, I don't think she's ready to sit down and like listen to me and uh listen to me talk about fucking anime for two hours her favorite is her favorite one is um full metal by the way like got you got you and uh she's she's like way more into books books uh she's Mm. she has me reading one right now that uh let me rephrase she wouldn't let me leave until i took the book home and promised to read it
1: this thing is Mm, like book
0: uh, I think it's like five hundred pages. It's called From Blood and Ash.
1: Mm, sounds like it'd be pretty good, but I don't know what it is well.
0: So it's actually pretty good, surprisingly. It's just a little bizarre because the world building just irks me. Actually, you know, I'm gonna go on a tangent because there is literally no other place I can talk about this uh, for for a second, like except for yeah, this you? fucking uh, podcast. I hope you don't mind. I so, could. so in this uh, book, right, it's basically set in this semi fantastical world. Where uh, this like protagonist, um, her name's Poppy, she's hmm. like, uh, uh, chosen by the gods in air quotes to be uh, <clears throat> ascended, and have people ascend with her to join the gods essentially, and okay. the thing is, while this does read as like some fake cult shit. There's, like, werewolves and vampires in this fucking book. So, I'm reading that. I'm like, huh, that's, that's a little peculiar. So, there is supernatural shit going on here. And then, it turns out she has superpowers. And I, it's written way better than I'm describing it, by the way. Like, it, like it, it makes sense. But she has superpowers. I'm like, huh, that's a little peculiar. All right. And then, as I'm reading and I'm finding out more and more about this, it turns out that, like, being ascended is literally, like, a species. Like, you become immortal. You lose... uh color in your eyes they just become like pure black but like you basically become a vampire without the need to consume blood which by the way there are vampires who then consume blood as like a totally different species and part of the whole um, appeal of the book is that it's written from Poppy's perspective it's written first person right and she's like having her doubts about the ascension and stuff like that because Mm -hmm. she obviously hasn't seen these gods and the queen is just telling her oh you're so special etc 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 And I'm sitting here, I'm reading this book, I'm like, yo, on one hand, I get where this girl's coming from, but, uh, what's not to believe, dude? (laughs) Yo, if I saw werewolves, and I had literally...
1: seeing this stuff and not believing it?
0: Yeah, like, yo, you got werewolves and, like, other fucking creatures out here, you have an entire race of these, like, ascended beings who are, like, you can see, hear, feel, touch, and speak and interact with, and because she's like, oh, I don't even know what being ascended would even entail. I'm like, look at your brother. Her her brother was an ascended. Just look at what happened to him and Mm copy-paste that onto you. And she's like, what if the gods aren't real? I'm like, I I I think they're real. I think they're going to be real. I I don't know. Something about this whole fucking verse makes me think that they're real.
1: Huh. Yeah
0: just uh, strange yeah it's written way better just something that personally irks me and i just wanted to get that off my chest bro i'm telling you there is literally no medium i i have to like get that thought out of my head like i can't even go on like tiktok or something because i i don't want her to know that like i i am getting worked up about this because it it might Mm -hmm. make her make it might make her give me the rest of the series
1: (laughs) oh it's a whole series it's not just an individual yeah
0: it's like it's like four books
1: Damn. the fourth one's oh, coming wow. out
0: like next year
1: so do you not like it enough to continue or it's more like bro it?
0: she's like a hard book addict right so the set like it starts with one book then it's one series and then i have an entire library i gotta read
1: gosh yeah you. that makes sense um
0: but yeah I don't, it, it cool. just it, that that just was on my mind I, I wanted to speak about it so sorry for the interruption
1: oh uh, you're good um, you know, that's what the podcast is for, just yeah. talking about random stuff, you know. I yeah. that.
0: So uh yeah, uh, I can I can like send you a link to it if you want to check it out. But um for sure. yeah. So anyway, um I forgot where we sidetracked from.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna be real, I did too. I feel like we we're talking about Hunter Hunter or something.
0: Yeah, so um, uh going back to these this whole uh reason I enjoy uh I thing thing Y and Z with uh ten rating. Okay, yeah. So for me a 10 is it's easy for me to describe because like all the 10s I've ever given have been pretty much the same kind of art where it's like I've consumed enough of the genre from it that I'm like okay uh, if it just doesn't do what I think it's going to do it's a 10 yeah, L- okay. like like that's how I can describe my 10s across the board for the most part right The other thing is like obviously with comedies it has to be funny etc but like that's generally the rule of thumb so I wonder if you have something uh, similar for yourself and like what, what for you, what's the difference between a seven and an eight, because we established that the biggest jump for, for most people is uh, seven to eight. Right. So but like, do you think that it's the same reason? Or do you think there is like different reasons, but the jump is still there? Like, like, what do you think it is?
1: So I mean, here's the thing, right? I don't analyze every series I come across, so the the basic way I determine this thing is off of enjoyment, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Whatever, like, because there's a big gap for me in enjoyment between a 7 series and an 8 series, right? For example, Boruto and Dragon Ball Super is like a 7, okay? right? Solid, I enjoy them, I keep up with them on a monthly basis, blah, blah, blah. My Academia Vigilantes is a 7, maybe a 7.5 with how good it's recently been, but overall a 7, right? Mm -hmm. Um, In comparison, uh, we have something like a Blue Lock, which is an eight, right? And the reason that I have it so much higher, I guess, at least in this in this context, is because I simply enjoyed it more, and that's based off of like my own um, and that's basically like my own rate, like how I rate something. Um, But I I feel like I I brought this up before. Hmm. If I like it, it's good, right? So if I like something to an even greater extent. It's better if that makes sense, right? Yes, but so there's no like deeper underlying. It's just I like it way more. I I think I think
0: think there is not necessarily with yours, but this seven eight jump that I've described to you seems to be universal, right? Because I see it in music reviews, I see it in movie reviews. I especially see that shit in video game reviews. Oh my god, dude, Mm -hmm. giving a video game a seven is you might as well just give it a four. You'd get less backlash. I don't know. Like mm. the, the the universality of seven to eight is is something that almost seems ubiquitous, and I'm just curious what it is.
1: Well, for me, it's not that the, the difference between seven and eight is super big hold like, on. individually. Hold on. Go on. Actually, hold on. I actually have the. I know. I know why. Right now, go I can go, tell go. you. It's because a a 7, at least for America, right, equates to like a 70. Mm -hmm. And the 70 is average. It's a C for our grading system. And the C, obviously, is average. So calling something a 7 out of 10 for a lot of people is calling it average. It's calling it mid, basically.
0: So do you consider a 6 out of 10 to be a failure?
1: No, because my grading scale means 5 is the middle point, and that's average. My grading scale is different than a lot of other people's, right? At least I don't a lot of other that I've come across. I would say so, because I would say a 5 is a fine series. A lot of people wouldn't.
0: No. What? Who the fuck is out here saying a 5 is a fine series? Either the I most... am.
1: I'm, I'm them. I think I think Bro, 5 is a no, fine series. No,
0: fine is too strong for a... F- that's dead average, man. Like The is... average
1: is fine. Aver- an average series is fine. Like, it's okay.
0: It exists.
1: It exists and it's fine. If I was able to like finish it and give it a five, it's fine, right? Mm -hmm. Anything below that that makes it it difficult for me to finish or that I desire not to finish below that is below average and therefore not a five and not fine, right? Five is fine, right? Seven out of 10 is far above that, right? Mm -hmm. Quite high above that, whatever, right? So a seven out of 10 is on average for me, right? That's why I say my grading skills different because if a 5 is fine for other people 5 out of 10 is bad it's horrendous it's tragic right for me it's just like eh, it's <laughs> it's extremely middle of the road
0: that's so strange because i've seen the most consistency in reaction to the 7 8 thing more than any other scale like funny enough i think it's a bell curve where uh there's the the peak of controversiality is the 7 8 gap right and then it slowly mm-hmm. tears back down to nobody's like nobody gives a shit when you're at a ten. So if you just tell somebody, yeah, I think I this series is a ten, half of them won't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> like if I if you went to somebody and you're like, Yeah, man, I think I don't know, what's a, what's like a six out of ten uh series that uh somebody Okay. So let's say somebody's like, Yeah man, I give Fairy Tale a ten.
1: Sure. There, I, I would say get well soon.
0: Right? Or something along those lines. I think it's an 8, personally. But um, if somebody's like, yeah, man, I think it's a 10 out of 10, you you wouldn't argue with them about it, right? There's no curiosity there. You're just like, yeah, I guess they like, you know, Mishima's drawings. Okay, yeah. This is a PG-13 podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. Mashima is good at drawing, though. Um, speaking of Mashima, I need to I need to uh, read Eden Zero. I
0: wanted to get into it, but I I can't with his writing style, man. I I went through all of fairy tale. I liked it, but
1: this whole power. If you have it at an eight out of, eight out of ten, I feel like that's like that's really high.
0: I know, but it's such an exhausting experience to get into his work for uh so if you're going in cold like if this is your first mishima project i'd say go for it right like that's the best place to start you're gonna get attached to it and you're gonna love it for the rest of your life but doing that shit again restarting knowing everything you know about his writing style is
1: truly a painful experience Cause i've if- heard that eden zero isn't anything like fairy tale not obviously anything like but i've heard it has quite a bit of differences i've heard people actually die of con like People of Consequence die in good ways and blah, blah, blah. Oh, so like, I, I've heard that it's much different.
0: I guess I'll believe it when I see it. But for now, I'm not ready to commit to it yet. Because, you know, fairy tales like three, four hundred episodes and like infinitely more chapters. The the hundred year quest is still running.
1: Is fairy Tale still going?
0: Fairy Tale hundred year quest. Oh, it's, it's kind of like a uh, sequel series. So it's not solely uh, being written by Mishima. He has like co-authors. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. But like for example, even the shit that I love Fairy Tale for that isn't Shonen related, I guess this is gonna be the fairy tale rant of the video, fuck me. Everything I love that isn't uh shonen related, so like fights or whatever and power systems. The other thing I like, is I'm I'm a big ol' softy on the inside, you see, is all the romance and relationships between the characters. And Mishima's even worse at delivering those than he is killing people. Oh my god, bro. I swear, I just want to see Urza and Jalal just make out. That's all I want. Hell, I, I just want to see him kiss. That's it. That's 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 literally it. That's how that's how low my bar has gotten, dude. There is so much frustration on my end with how he draws characters. Like the main characters haven't even gotten together. He's done every single thing. He's implied everything to hell and high water except getting them together, like in the actual series. Like for example, in Hundred Years Quest, right? They go to an alternate universe i don't know if you read fairy tale mm-hmm. but they go to Edolas, which is like a parallel universe in there right and then there's uh this alternate universe and uh uh lucian natsu they get together and they have a kid and then main universe <laughs> lucian natsu who everybody wants to get together just are, are like super weird without like well we we well we, we we got a kid but we can't so we're just friends they like it's like that i'm like yo <sighs> It's been like five or six. It's been so many years. You, just, just please, please, like you're you're at each other's places all. Like you spend every waking moment with each other. Just please hold hands or something. Like I don't yeah. like Mishima is a sadist, man. He is a sadist.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I'm not too fr- like I read parts of fairy tale. I kind of erased it from my memory. I- I'm not gonna be on like my. My fairy tale hate train or whatever, like ah, I'm super bad. It's like I don't really care about fairy tale. It's just like, eh. I like fairy. Tale. And probably for me, it'd be like a five, like in like that fine. Like it's not like egregiously bad, like Hitman Reborn or something, <laughs> but I don't like it. So,
0: um, is there are there any other topics you you wanted to bring up uh, during the podcast? Like anything on Twitter that pissed you off, or I don't know anything um, else you want to mention.
1: Not particularly for this episode, no, I don't think so. If I had anything, it'd only be like, it'd be like full episode discussions, and we're kind of like winding down, so I think we're good, honestly.
0: Yeah, okay, so we can end the episode right here, and then, uh, oh yeah, like, comment, and subscribe. You know, I keep forgetting to do YouTuber shit, man
1: yeah facts it's just talking and then we kind of just think about hey end it like oh oh, i forgot this is this isn't just us talking this is like for like a video uh
0: but it's always mad it's like literally as is every single time i think i'm gonna keep saying it it's so fun to just do this and like vibe with you for Mm -hmm. you know these two hours on mondays and or thursdays for the people listening yep and um like i'm really happy we started doing
1: this for sure man it is that it is really cool all
0: yeah, right so i'm going to i'm going to end it right here Doofy interview or bleach episode is probably going to be next i don't even want to say anymore <laughs> like i can't yeah. say definitively yeah anyway so like comment, and subscribe uh, to the honored ones podcast new episodes thursday 4:45 p.m. est uh r- run in either
1: oh yeah. Peace out, I <laughs> forgot, YouTuber. Yeah. Yo. See you guys later. Hope you guys enjoyed the podcast, and we will see you guys next week.
0: Bro, you gotta tell them to like and subscribe.
1: Yeah, do that too. Like and subscribe, bro. So I'm coming for you.
0: Yeah, man. Okay. See ya. Bye.